0: Raquel, oh. over when Ariana's away. I know. In the ju- jacuzzi I
1: know. as well. What? I
0: can't believe
1: <laughs> Folks, you had to start with a banger. It's Monday. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan. Like I said, this is your Monday episode. That was Kin Todd. Ringing in the new week as only Ken Todd can. I can't believe it's Monday again. I was in education and now it's Monday. I can't believe that. <laughs> you gotta start with a Ken Todd on a Monday. It is, it, it, it's, it should be a law. How the heck is everybody doing? Is it, did everybody have a good weekend? Are we safe? We made it good. Let's try to have some laughter. Let's try to bring a little positivity into this. The only thing that we're going to make fun of today are celebrities and reality stars, but I hope each and every one of you is doing good and filled with the hope that can only come from five days in front of us. We can make anything we want out of those five days. By Wednesday, we will completely have shelved that notion and be miserable until Friday, but for now, everything is good. You hear that? everything's good. So you're going to be with me for the next couple hours. Listen to this however you choose. That is up to you. If you want to listen to 10 minutes at a time, space it out. It's all good. Remember, there are timestamps. If you want to skip this part where I'm blibbing blabbing to you, you can skip right to our guest for the Pop Culture Roundup. We have the one and only Bethany Garcia back with us. Uh, you know her from the Garcia Diaries on Instagram and her podcast with her husband, the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. She is awesome. She's like us. She loves these shows. She loves pop culture. I love talking to her, and uh, we just had a lot of laughs. We talked a lot of reality shows. We throw in Britney Spears. We throw in Jada Pinkett Smith. We throw in Meryl Streep. We throw in a little Taylor Swift. So it's awesome. So that's there. We'll put a timestamp if you want to skip right to that. But if not, you're in my hot little hands for a little bit and we'll talk about some news stories. We'll talk about my weekend. We'll talk about a lot of stuff and then uh, we'll get it going. Um, uh, I checked in with you. You're good. At least you said you're good. I hope you're being honest with me. Uh, this week is big. We got a lot of announcements uh, to start off with. Now, just a reminder, this Thursday, remember, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, the new season starts this Wednesday, right? And then Thursday, I am doing a live, Andy's Girls Live, that's Sarah Galley's podcast. Uh, she invited me to be her guest on the live. But w- amazing, we just are announcing that Crystal King-Minkoff uh, Crystal Kung Minkoff from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, who I love, will be joining us on that live. So we can ask her anything we want about this season. We can talk about this week's episode, and I've seen it. I mean, it is, it's the first episode's a lot, you guys. Are You better hang on to your coal mining asses because it's going to knock you right off it. It is, it is, it really starts. Strong and I can't wait to hear what you guys think about it. So we'll be talking all about that. You can get tickets at moment.co forward slash andies girls. Moment.co forward slash andies girls. Come join with us. It'll be the silliness, the goofiness. Sarah will probably um, talk about the deeper meaning (laughs) with all of these things. And I'll just be going, you know, just making fart noises and things like that. So that should be fun. So come join us then. Are you guys ready for Bravo? Con, we're like a, a uh, uh, less than two weeks away two weeks from this Sunday will be when I my liver is hurting and I'm on my last legs in Vegas Shep will have probably asked me for three thousand dollars that I don't have uh so many stories will will be had and also remember to sign up for the patreon patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good because I'll be doing uh I'll be doing a lot of BravoCon updates throughout that three-day period. It'll be insane. I did it last year. It'll be a lot of fun. You'll watch as one man slowly descends into insanity. If I haven't already done that as is. And also, uh, all you Patreon members, uh, make sure you get your questions in. I'm doing a Q&A episode this week. So make sure you get those in. I'll answer anything that you want me to answer. Uh, so just sign up over there. It'll be great. Uh, let's see uh, if you like this podcast. And please, I, I need to be liked. It's one of those weird things like Tom Hanks. I'm sure he has that same uh, predicament, but uh, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help. It helps all of us podcasters, any podcast that you listen to, anything that you choose, deem worthy. Uh, consider leaving it five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help uh, help out all uh, of us creators. Um, did, Is that all? Oh gosh, you guys, there is so much going on. Okay, where do we start? Where do we start? Okay, let me tell you about the weekend. So I talked to you guys last time, like Thursday night. I did that Real Housewives of Salt Lake City recap. And then I got a, I did that Betches party with all the PR people. That was a lot of fun. Craziness. Came back, finished that episode up. And then in the morning, had to wake up early to record with, uh, you know, Sir Ronnie Carum. From Watch What Crappens, I was uh, doing a little uh, bonus episode since uh, Ben, he's on the mend, he's back on his feet. Uh, but Ronnie asked me to uh, to participate in uh, a State of the Union of Bravo, which is always fun. And listen, when you get to when you get to, I'm in the minor leagues. When you get to step up to the major leagues with the Crappens guys or one of the Crappens guys, or I mean, it is just so much fun to me. That is that's like a Christmas gift. Are you are you like, I get to sit there and talk with Ronnie for an hour? Are you kidding me? So go listen to that uh, over on Watch What Crappens. I know it's one of those things too, because it's hard, man, because those guys are so amazing. They just are at such a different level that when you enter that forum, you just, people, you know, because they're not here to hear me on Watch What Crappens. They're here to Ronnie and Ben! So, thank you guys for being so kind about that episode. I hope I uh, I did you guys proud listening, and I hope I did Ronnie proud. But it was always so just so fun to do anything in that orbit. Man, I love those guys. Just class acts all the way. And then, later on that day, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I did a like an hour-long interview about Scandaval for an end-of-the-year thing that's coming out, not on this show, but another show. And I did a whole hour, got myself all upset about Scandaval again. Uh, Listen, therapy is not working. I'm still at, when I start talking about what we went through with Scandaval, I'm just like, it was a war. We were at war. We were at war. We are still at war. You remind yourself of all the things that we went through, all of the information, all of the misinformation. It was just insane. Think about it. There was so much that went into that scandal, ball. and we are still dealing with the repercussions because we love this little show called Vanderpump Rules. So I did that, and then uh, good friend, Kiki Monique, you know is at the talk of shame. She is hosting Reality Check. She's hosting it this week as well, and she uh, asked me or let me be her guest over at the Sirius Studios in New York, and uh, we got to talk to Countess Luann. Countess Luann called in, and I gotta tell you, those... Man, Sirius, I geek out. You know, I listen to Stern a lot. I grew up listening to Stern, Howard Stern, and I am a huge fan of Sirius Satellite Radio. I just always have been. I bought one of the first Sirius radios when Howard got over there, and it has always been a part of my daily schedule. At some point, I'll listen to some form of Sirius, whether it be Radio Andy or the news or whatever, but it is so cool. I got to be on Jeff Lewis live a couple weeks ago. Man, I, I have been. It's just been so crazy. It's been so busy. I've been just running around. But it's good because the more I run around, it kind of keeps me from those dark thoughts about my mom and my family and things. So it's like just keeping my head above water by throwing as much at me as I can possibly handle. And and I know that's you're probably sitting there going, Ryan stop it. you're gonna break down like your your Toyota Corolla. But you know what? I it's good right now. It's good to keep busy, but. I gotta go over there. And I just love those studios. The LA studio with Jeff was uh, is always amazing. And then the New York studio, oh man, it was so cool. And the producers there, they just all know what they're doing, man. They got all these sound clips lined up. It is just a well-oiled machine. And Kiki does amazing. I think hopefully she'll be the permanent host of that. Um, But that's the dream job, man. Like this is my dream job. But if I could go and do a serious thing every now and then, I mean, it is just so cool. So easy. Me and Kiki have such a good flow. She's so amazing. It, It was just, I know I just keep like going amazing amazing. but it was you guys, it was. And then I got to go out there and I got to see the offices. Well, I got to see the front of the office. They have like security in the door closed of Howard 100 and Howard 101, which are Howard Stern's channels. And he doesn't really even work out of there anymore, but his staff does like Gary Baba you know, JD, all of those guys. And I was just, I was almost pissing myself. I mean, I was like a kid. I was like, Rrr! I was like, I, I took a selfie in front of there. I do this weird thing with selfies where I make this face with my mouth open, like, ah, and it, every time it's like, I don't, every time it looks horrendous. And I always forget every time it's the only face I know how to make that or a non-smiling face, but I'll do, I'll just do this open mouth Shit eating crate, but it looks like it looks like sloth from the Goonies. It like hey you guys, but I was so I was so excited just to be ten feet away from that door. It's those things like that that just drive me. And I don't even have like a specific ambition to be on Howard or something, but it just that meant so much to me. Oh my god! And guess who was walking out of there? You guys remember the band The Smiths? Morrissey, Johnny Marr, the lead guitars of the Smiths walked out of Howard 100. And I was like, holy, I was like, geeky, that's Johnny Marr." She's like, yeah, he looks like a rock star. I was like, oh my God. And it was like a rainy day in New York. It was just so wild. And I didn't get much sleep the night before because this episode on Thursday was having a hard time loading the Salt Lake one. And then, so I just, and I was so scared of oversleeping for Ronnie and then just got up super early and just went about the day. But I was, by the end of Friday, I was just, uh, I was just brain dead. I was brain dead. I talked so much this past week with all the podcasts and it was all joyful, right? It was all joyful, but man, I felt so under the weather. And luckily I got some sleep and, you know, was ready up and at them to fight again on Saturday. But Saturday was a great day. Saturday was a great day. Also rainy overcast, but got out there, did a lot of walking, um, I will say we do, we have a Substack now. Meditza put together this uh, week's Substack, and it's really easy. It's free to sign up if you want some of the things that I'm watching, listening to, all of that jazz, and what Meditza and Sandra, who I work with, what they're listening to, watching, eating, all that stuff. You can just sign up at So Bad It's Good, Ryan Bailey. Dot substack.com. So go sign up for free. If you want to know what I've recommended for this week, a lot of fun. And it also tells you all the shows that I'm guesting on all that stuff. So it's kind of a little bit of a one-stop shop. I think it's cool. So go sign up. Woo. God, I hate asking you guys to do anything. You're here to listen. You're here to have a good time and I'm giving you all this. Okay. And then the other thing I need you to deposit $50 into my Wells Fargo banking account. My rowdy number is one zero zero one. God. Amazing. So, um, so Saturday, you guys walk in, I take the subway for the first time. I take the subway for the first time and it was cool. It was awesome. It was easy. Go to central park, right? Central park, beautiful walking around. We get on the swings on the swings, like the, the, the kid swings, like the, but no kid. I'm not like pushing kids out of the way, even though I would have, but we're swinging And I'm swinging really high, like I'm getting a good swing on. Remember that as a kid, when you're like, go higher, and you're like, it was like the only thing I could do was like, I have heavy legs, so I could get really high in the air, and I was really kicking ass on the swings. And this girl, uh, about, I don't know, like 100, I don't even know distance, it was a little bit out there, she shouts, I love your podcast. And I was like, what? What? I was like, I, I was like, oh my God, does she think I'm like a chubby Ira Glass or something? And she was, she knew it was me. She knew it was me, you guys. And she was with the guy. And I was swinging so high. And you know, I have a bad knee, so I couldn't, like, my initial thought was like, just fucking jump off this swing and go run and hug her for, like, making you feel really cool in Central Park. Which, by the way, also, I was, like I said, swinging on swings. I wasn't swinging like Abe and Aaron are potentially gonna do on Real Housewives of New York um, 10 years from now, as Abe says. But it, it was so cool, man, and 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 she said, "I loved your I love your podcast," and I was just so. Um, it was one of those moments that I was so proud uh, of all of this, and I know that might sound silly and maybe full of myself, but I was so proud, and I immediately texted my dad, and I was like, "Oh my god, somebody just recognized me in Central Park." And I was just, it, it, and by, wh- whoever you are, whatever your name is, hopefully you're listening. Um, and, uh, and, and it just meant the world to me. I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. You guys, how cool was that? But also so funny that I was on the swings. Like I was literally the only thing worse would, I could have been on like a unicorn on a carousel or something without my pants, like something super weird of like, Uh, You were running around naked Central Park. I kind of screamed at you to stop. And then the only thing I could do to get you to stop was say, I liked your podcast. But did that. Then I walked 112th Street where uh, the Seinfeld restaurant is. You know how they always that neon restaurant where Jerry and Elaine and Kramer, they all like sit there. And I've been on a big Seinfeld kick this last year. I always fall asleep to it because it just eases me. Um, but I went and saw that and then went to the Strand bookstore and it was just like a nice New York day where I got like 16,000 steps in. So I did good on the exercise, but it was really, really nice. And then, uh, back to work today on Sunday, how was, how was your weekend? Did anybody recognize you on the swings? So that was pretty cool. I wanted to share that with you. Also, I noticed on my Patreon comments before I started, uh, Christina Byington, I believe uh, she's great. She's a baddie. That's what we call ourselves. But she said she's not doing that good and needs love. So Christina, we are sending you love. If you're listening to this, feel better, man. This is a new week. It's a new day. I'm so sorry you're feeling down. I get it. I feel down all the time. I feel down like... 10 minutes or 20 minutes out of every hour now, but I get it, and I am sending you good energy. We can laugh. Let's just laugh. Good times. Good times are to be had. Good times are still to be had. So let's try to do that together. So thank you guys for putting me here, as always. Uh, You're just making the podcast just jump uh, and, and, and succeed in ways that I never thought it would. So that's enough of that. Oh, the only downside on Friday, get this, classic Ryan. Taking an Uber or a Lyft or whatever. Guess who lost his AirPods in the lift? This guy. He undefeated. I will lose. Man, it's amazing. And it's amazing because once I realized I did, I, you know, I was just like, you mother you just did it again, didn't you? You did it again. You lost something. But I will say this this lift driver is very good and he's he's returning them to me. Um, which I was like, thank God, cause those are like expensive, man. And I was like, and I was just sitting there going, Mom Oh my God, mom, I'm so like, and then I was apologizing to my mom in heaven, hopefully. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I know you just saw that. I know you saw that, but also speak the fuck up. If you see me in a lift and I'm leaving something behind, give me a sign, man. Go like, Ryan, wake your ass up, you dummy. I didn't raise you to continually lose things week upon week. I mean, truly, I have to be such a disappointment to her in heaven. Um, I mean, just seriously, she must be so embarrassed, like just hanging her head when people are up there going, oh, your son's Ryan. Oh, I I, I heard he lost something again. Amazing, yeah. He's going to BravoCon, isn't he? He's he's not going to drink too much, is he? Okay, well, we're watching. <laughs> So there is good people. There is good people out there. And that is amazing. Thank you to my Lyft driver for hopefully returning these. Um, Okay, so let's get into some pop culture, shall we? pop culture. That's what we're here to talk about. We're only 17 minutes in, baby. Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily I found quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because quince has has all the seasonal must haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part all quince items are priced 50 to 80% less this man still has not seen the Eras movie because I just, it was busy. It's like a two hour and 45 minute thing. I told you I wanted to see it last Wednesday, but she doesn't let the Eras movie play Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays because she wants her young fans to study. And we've already gone over this. I'm an old fan and she does not give a shit about me. And that was when I could have seen it Wednesday. So now I don't know when I'm gonna go see it. Now I wanna go see that Martin Scorsese movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, which probably has way less Taylor Swift music in it. But I gotta see that it's just the scheduling, right? The scheduling. I just wish Taylor would play these movies 24 hours a day so we can all, and I don't need it to be full. I'm fine with seeing it by myself. I'm fine seeing it in a theater by myself. Could you imagine that? I just sit silently for two hours and 45 minutes in a theater by my, I could totally do it. Anywho, Taylor Swift shows up at a Kansas City Chiefs game. This hot and heavy, very hot and heavy relationship with Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs is still going strong. She was at the Chiefs game today. Me and Bethany talk about this and we talk about her attire because it's very normal attire. Like she's not dressing like a housewives at a reunion kind of thing. She's like dressed low key. She does, she's wearing a friendship bracelet with Travis Kelsey's um, jersey number on it. Uh, People were pointing out, and, of course, that number is 69. Yeah. No, it's not that. I think it's, like, 87. Who knows? But that would be great if she did, you know, just lost young fans everywhere. Like, Mommy, what does Taylor mean when she wears a bracelet that says 69? Well, um, son or daughter, um, when two people love each other very much, they will invert themselves uh, in sexual sex. By the way, get the the kids around the radio or wherever you're listening to this. I want to tell them about... Hey, guys, it's uh, Ryan from So Bad It's Good. Um, We're going to have an adult topic conversation today. It's about 69. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm truly sorry, you guys. Anyways, football game. Thank God this guy won. And then they went and partied afterwards at his mansion in a Rolls Royce, like they drove in a Rolls Royce. But this guy must be on top of the world. His team is winning. He's got the the best girl in the biz right now. I mean, like an icon. Like it's imagine, you imagine me or you dating somebody like a Beyonce or a Jay-Z. Like a, well, you can include Jay-Z. Like a Beyonce or a Taylor. Imagine that, imagine how nervous you would be. I would just, it would just be buckets of sweat. It would not last. It would be one of those things where Taylor would have ghosted me before she even sat down or Beyonce would be like, no, that's not going to happen, sweetie. But this guy, I mean, this guy has now survived many, many weeks, potentially months with Taylor and it's still going good. I love the Us Weekly headlines. Uh, I read this one that that cracked me up. It says, Taylor and Travis's friends say, quote, they think they're in love. (laughs) Could you imagine like Travis reading Us Weekly? Oh my God did Taylor tell somebody that she thinks she's in love with me? Like I would be reading daily mail and all of these rags nonstop just to get information about Taylor, who I was dating. Like Travis must be so pumped when he sees like this good feedback about their relationship. And then if Taylor ever gets mad at him, he'll be like, well, um, did you happen to read us weekly this weekend? Because it seems like a lot of people are digging it. They're digging us together. Also, Brittany Mahomes, which I never thought I would even know the name of a footballer's wife. That's Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback. Uh, Thank you to Beth, who came on the show a couple weeks ago and gave me the lay of the land in terms of the uh, Chiefs. This uh, Brittany Mahomes and Taylor were in the box watching the Chiefs game together, and now they have a special handshake. They did like a a, a cool handshake. I don't know if cool and handshake. They did like a, a special handshake and a cheer. And I'm like, this is how Taylor works her way into these things where she's, like, how quickly into a friendship with Taylor Swift does she institute a secret handshake? It seems like fairly quickly, she's, like, doing a handshake, a potential blood brother, blood sister kind of thing. She probably asks you to, like, help with lyrics. It just seems like so much fun. Like, arts and crafts are probably happening a lot, vision boards, the whole thing. Could you imagine? I'm ready for it. Like, I don't think I'll ever be accepted into her girl squad for obvious reasons, but... I mean, it would be pretty cool. And then I would just be worried the whole time if she's going to kick me out of this squad. Like, so I just, I know it wouldn't be good. Like, I know it wouldn't be good. Also, when is she going to have a housewife in the girls' squad? I mean, do, maybe one of the Rony ladies. Could you imagine if Jessel Tank, if Queen Jessel joins, Taylor's are like, Babbitt, I can't. I'm going to the Chiefs game with Taylor. You can go to Vietnam for a Bon me, but I'm going to make friendship bracelets with Taylor. Taylor. Could you imagine Aaron and Sy just losing their shit upon finding out that Jessel is hanging out with Taylor Swift? Oh God, that's the kind of moment, those are the so bad it's good moments that I truly want to see. So, okay, Taylor Swift, relationship's going good. Another week, Travis has survived. It's like Survivor, like which week is the tribe going to speak with, you know, like, I'm sorry, Travis, the tribe has spoken. You are no longer dating Taylor Swift. So supposedly he's also going to go travel with her this summer overseas at her tour. I'm going to the Stockholm show. So if I get to see Travis, I don't have anything to talk to him in regards to football, but I'll be like, yo dude, what's your favorite type of friendship bracelet? Like I'm trying to figure out if I meet him there, what I'll but I got time. I'll figure it out. Let's talk about, speaking of Rony, we had the Real Housewives of New York reunion, the first reunion with this new cast. And what did you guys think? We had an hour and 15 minute first part. The finale will be next week. And I thought it was good. I thought it was good. There was a lot of moments. I mean, Uba came in way too hot for Jenna. Like Uba seemed like she hated. Like, oh Jenna, poor me, Jenna. Oh, poor me. But re- in reality, you are a powerhouse. But it is not poor me, Jenna. Like she had a she had a boner to to. To really speak ill of Jenna, and I just you know Jenna's so like um, uh, well I think um, I think that um, Uba that you have points like came in hot. Andy even had to be like okay we'll get to that later Uba like almost too hot where I was like Uba pump the brakes a little bit and then there was a lot of confusing things like Sai and Aaron can obviously tell that they're not universally loved Sai especially and Sai kind of apologized when she needed to, but I didn't think she went for, far enough. I mean, she said to Jessel, she was like, I don't even think you guys even seem close. You and Pabit. you don't even seem like you like each other. And I'm like, Dude, put a sandwich in your mouth and stop it. Like, stop it. How do you come off this unlikable? How do you come off this unlikable? I mean, she complained about Jenna giving her free gifts. Are you kidding me? Do you know how amazing it is to give gifts? Do you know? Like, I, I, like Jenna, double me up on the gifts. I'll take size gifts. How dare you? You ungrateful. Ugh, just really chapped my hide. Okay, the other thing is Bryn came to party. Bryn came to play. Bryn is like, I'm... A full-time housewife. But I will say I am still so confused about Bryn's job. And Sai brought this up, and it was the only time that I am very because Bryn's like, Well, Sai, I've heard from behind, you know, people you're talking about my job and what I do. And she said, Bryn mentioned, she's like, Dear girl, I'm sorry, I work nine to five. Bryn says that in the reunion tonight. But the thing that confused me about that, you guys, is earlier in the season, remember how she said. She's so good at her job, she only has to work, like, seven hours a week. Remember that? Remember when she was like, yeah, I get paid so well to do really little because I'm so good at what I do. And we do, we know she does PR. She helped with, like, the BP oil clean spill up PR campaign, which is probably not the best to admit, But I'm so confused. She said nine to five tonight. She said before that she doesn't work much, but she gets paid a lot. I am so confused. I still am very confused. I don't know what the real answer is. And I don't know if I, I know I do. I fully care. Like, I don't think there's like something lascivious going on at all. I just want to know. I want to know what what she's doing. Is she just hustling? Is she hustling? Is her job not as great, but she is hustling and she knows this is going to get her to the next rung? I just don't know. I do know she's great at speaking. I do know she has great one-liners. I do know that she is a, a, just, she's made for this. We talk about that with Bethany later in the episode, but I thought that was great. And I also will say the thing that kind of, pulled at my heartstrings was a lot of the talk about moms. I mean, obviously that will get me right now, but it it does ground all of these women and give it this emotional resilience that um, sometimes the actual season didn't have or other seasons when they falter. It's because we don't have enough realness. We don't have enough emotions. Even Erin talking about her mom at the beginning of the episode made me empathize and sympathize a little bit more. Jenna, we find out, lost her mom six weeks before they started filming. We, of course, had Cy losing her mom, Brynn coming from the family that she did, all of these ladies, Uba losing her mom. And I thought that was really some uh, really powerful stuff. And I know, like, some people are like, I didn't come to housewives to feel things. I want people to hit each other. But I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was truly, truly beautiful. And it really hit me in my feels. And it reminds me that we're all people. Even when I make fun of Sai, even when I make fun of that, they're, they're all people. They've all got this thing. But Sai kept saying, like, listen, I'm sorry. I just don't go around telling women I love each other. And, you know, I just don't go sharing things so free. I'm like, then don't be on Housewives, girl. I don't know what to tell you. You aren't going to change the game. You aren't going to come in. You're not dynamic enough right now to change this game. You got to either, like, put up or just don't do this. You know, it just did not come off likable at all, even when she was explaining herself. Maybe I'll soften up when I watch the uh, the second part But all in all, I thought it was good. Had some moments. I will say those women did a lot of talking. Andy didn't really have to moderate in a way that we've seen him do. Like, you know, I guess most recently the Real Housewives of Orange County episode where he was really having to kind of explain things. But I thought it was good. I thought it was good for their first one, first episode. We'll see how it ends. Um, It's really interesting. The other thing I found interesting was that after last week's finale episode, Bryn revealed that Cy, and it had been like six months since they had filmed that, they hadn't really spoken. They hadn't really talked. I mean, they did photo shoots, but they hadn't really talked. And I thought, Sai, man, you are such a baby that, you know, since she said the Uba Connecticut man secret, you have not talked. Like, that is dark, dude. That, put that shit on the show. Don't, like, just do that behind the scenes. Like, my goodness. And also, Uba, what is this? Like, a Big Papa situation with Kim Zolciak? Like, who is Uba? D- like, no, we cannot talk about him. He lives in Connecticut. We cannot say anything very specific about him. No. Like, what? I get nervous about that because so many men have, like, full-on fucking families. Spry dating, like, Cody from Sister Wives, and we don't even know it. But I get ups- I don't I don't get upset I just get worried about Uba because it's like why are you protecting this man in this relationship I can understand it's weird to be on a reality show but if this man loves you and adores you like all these women says he does then this is part of it. Now, you don't have to go balls to the wall like Pavitt or uh, Abe, you know, you don't have to talk about wanting threesomes eventually or talking about getting points to go to Vietnam to eat a banh mi. Like, you can just say, "I I love Uba, so I'm here. And just hang in the background, man. Like, the less you say, the better. But support your woman. Obviously, this means something. I'm so curious to see if we're gonna have the full cast, this full cast back. And I'm curious to see them at BravoCon. I think that will be really exciting. I'm curious to see them around the fans i think that will be exciting what did you guys think did you like it and also afterwards watch what happens live had um had countess luann and dorinda medley icons and then ramona was sitting in the audience watching and they flashed to her and then at commercial break they flashed back to her and ramona left ramona had left so there was just a big empty chair this Ramona sometimes like, she's like one taco short of a combination plate. You can just never that, the, that kind of harness that, um, that wild, wild energy seems close to impossible, but it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm going to watch it again. I'll talk about it more over on the Patreon, but that's That's kind of my summation of it. Let's see what else was on this weekend. We had SNL. Benito, Bad Bunny, was the host and the musical guest pulling double duty. What did you guys think? Listen, I am new to Bad Bunny over the last couple of years. Uh, I've tried to get into his music. I'm getting there. I'm getting there, I will say. I'm liking it more and more. Now, the big thing about Benito, they say, you know, is obviously English is not his first language, which they made a joke about that in the opening And it was very successful, and they managed to give him very little uh, English-speaking lines, and he was able to uh, speak Spanish, uh, the majority of it, and it was still good. Like, you know, the the film sketches I thought were funny when, uh, you know, even in Spanish. Listen, SNL sometimes is barely funny anymore to me, but I still watch every episode. And uh, it was good. It was good. He has such a good—I will say he has a good energy— and I thought he, he just seems like a good energy kind of person, uh, except that I know he's potentially dating Kendall Jenner or whatever Chris Jenner is trying to have us call it. And uh, she actually even went to the after party after that, you guys. She was spotted at that after party. I was. I just thought, I thank God that Kendall Jenner didn't do a guest appearance. I just did not want to see that. I, I don't know. For some reason, I was like, I just don't want to see it. But there was tons of special guest stars. Lady Gaga was there to introduce one of his songs. You had Mick Jagger because uh, the Rolling Stones. Yeah, the Rolling Stones have a new album. Mick Jagger is fucking 80 years old. And I was looking at pictures of him at the SNL after party last night. And I swear to God, I look three years younger, maybe, maybe four this guy has better working knees and legs than I get, like the way he moves at 80. And he came out, he did two sketches, really, really fun loving. And a lot of people were like, oh my God, how did Mick Jagger get there? You guys got to understand the history of SNL. Now, I have studied SNL, I mean, as a lot of young people do. I mean, I've studied SNL from the very beginning. My dad got me into it. And remember, Lauren Michaels, this show was started in 1976. Lauren Michaels is friends with all these guys. Like, he was, he's was, he been friends with Mick Jagger from the beginning. Remember, he was friends with all the fucking Beatles. Like, you know, he almost got um, Paul and John Lennon to come to Studio 8H, SNL, and actually reunite. And there was a really funny sketch back in the day, before I was even born, actually, where George Harrison was like, because the Lorne Michaels came out and said, I will offer, was it like $5,000 if the Beatles reunite? <laughs> and it was, you know, $5,000, like... Sh- chump change. And George Harrison came was like, well, can I have the $5,000? And Lauren was like, I'm sorry, it has to be all four of you. You could actually see that. I think on YouTube, it's pretty funny, but like Lauren Michaels, the producer of the executive producer of SNL, he is just a legend. I mean, he is like, if you think that like Andy Cohen is the, you know, obviously the guy that is revolving around Bravo and housewives, that's Lauren Michaels. That's Lauren Michaels, the power that that man has. The dude parties in the Hamptons or just like dines in the Hamptons on a daily basis with like Martin Short, Steve Martin, Jimmy Fallon, all these people. He's created a lot of their careers, you know, even just the cast, let alone these friends. So Mick Jagger, it didn't surprise me to see him. I was just angry at how well he still moves at 80. My God, I have a new album out. So anyway, that was cool. Uh, nothing really stood out. It was a good, solid episode. Um, but I thought Bad Bunny had really good energy. What did you guys think? Did you dig him? Did you? Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we had that. Uh, also this weekend, huge, and I didn't get her anything because I am so up my own ass lately. Kim Kardashian celebrated her 43rd birthday on Friday. And the only way you can count, uh, you can actually tell her that it's her 43rd birthday is that you count the rings around her ankles. It's like a tree. Um, That's the only place that she displays any wrinkles is one ankle. It's like a little, you can count 43 of them. But she, you know, obviously looks um, scientifically perfect. Uh, She celebrated her 43rd birthday in Los Angeles, and it was a who's who, you guys. You had um, Lauren Sanchez, who's Jeff Bezos. Uh, fiance, of course, Jeff Bezos from Amazon. You had Chris, you had Chloe, you had Kylie, you had Kindle. Kindle went there on Friday, then to SNL on Saturday. Big flying weekend for Kindle. Um, but you also had Ivanka Trump. Ivanka Trump was there. All right, we were all like, what a what a ragtag team of women. Now it was funny, Chloe. They also did this thing, which I'm sure they're filming this for a season of the Kardashians. They had these like really weird creepy looking masks of all different uh, different like Kim faces through the years, like literally different faces because she always has a different face. I like for Taylor Swift eras means like musical eras and for Kim it just means faces. Um you know, Kim came in like a beautiful red dress with a lot of like holes and cutouts and looked great, blah blah blah. Um, everybody was wishing uh, everybody was wishing. Kim a happy birthday. But the one that stood out to me the most was Kourtney Kardashian. Now, Kourtney Kardashian did not go to Kim's birthday. Remember, she's about to pop, dude. She is very well along, still a healthy pregnancy. Awesome. Oh, my God. Did she take... Oh, my God. Wait. She didn't even... Oh, my God. You guys, this wasn't... Her birthday wish to Kim wasn't even on the grid. She did a birthday wish to Kim on the story. You guys got to understand that's not as good as a grid post. Like if you get immortalized on the grid, that truly means that they're officially sisters again. But Courtney Kardashian, this was her birthday wish to Kim. Wait, wait, I got to find it. I know I screenshotted it, but it just struck me as so odd. I was like, just the, they, they just really seem to potentially still truly dislike each other. And I think the majority of that is coming from Courtney's side. I just think she truly dislikes Kim and what Kim represents. This is what she wrote on a grid post. The picture she picked was like this really weird picture of like Courtney, just like looking and Kim kind of like looking to the side. It wasn't a great photo. And she goes, Happy happy birthday to my first sister Kim Kardashian. Okay, so that's good. Let Kim know that she's first. Kim loves to be first. Thank you for all those years of thank you for all those years of bossing Thank you for all those years of bossing you around and you actually listening to all my crazy ideas. People think the fights they've seen on TV are bad. If only they got to witness the hair pulling, nail-digging ones from the early high school. The joys of sisterhood. I love you deeply forever and always. May God bless this year with love and happiness and abundant joy. We have met I have made a donation, I have made a donation in your name to the Human Fund. Well, I mean, mean, that was just not as effusive as Chloe. Chloe was like, I live in your asshole. I love you so much. You are the Kiki to my Coco. Can we patent that? Can we trademark that? Um, But she's, thank you for all those. People think the fights they've seen on TV are bad. If only they got to witness the hair-pulling, nail-digging ones from early high school. The joys of sisterhood. It it felt like Chris had been trying to... um, you know, almost like a brand deal. She'd been working on this deal for months. So, like, Courtney, I'm gonna need you to do an Instagram post for Kim's birthday. No, I'm not gonna do it. Can I get you to do a story? No. Okay. Can I? Do, I'll get. I'll buy some of your vitamins that you're selling. We'll do a couple ads with the family. I just need one story. Uh, I was thinking of something about you are the best sister that ever was. I will always love you, no matter how it comes across on screen. That's all bullshit. I love you. And then she'd be like, No, that's crazy. I don't feel any of that. I'm just gonna say that the fights that they see are nothing like we used to and may god bless you and all that shit (laughs) it's so funny it is so funny to me so happy birthday to kimmeth kardashian i posted something on saturday i went through my kardashian files on my phone which just means i type in kim and then just you would be so sad mom in heaven if you're like you're so sad to see my my phone my pictures on my phone like, people are like, you know, just, I would imagine normal guys have, like, cars and nudes and stuff, and I just have, like, a billion photos of Food God and the Kardashians and every housewife you could ever think of. And the thing is, I never know where to find them, so I always have to re-save photos again. Like, the Sheena Shea, good as gold, like, the 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 the, the, Sheena, sorry, the Sheena, sorry, the Sheena Shea tattoo one, Um, I have that photo of her with the tattoo. I have that photo, I would probably guess a hundred times like I've saved that so much because I still don't remember to star it and favorite it. So it shows up in my favorites. I love that. We have a shorthand language you guys. And if anybody's listening for the first time, I know this is a lot, but I do have a shorthand that we speak in where you guys kind of just get what I'm saying, even though I'm going fast. But it's just a mess. Remind me at BravoCon, you guys, if you see me, just to open up my camera roll and show you for just a little taste, you will want to immediately leave at that point. So happy birthday. I found this uh, Daily Mail headline that I talked about a little bit ago, but I, December 23rd, 2021, this was my favorite Daily Mail headline was Pete Davidson, uh, Kim loaned Pete her like rolls? Royce to actually go buy marijuana but Pete forgot his ID so they turned him away at the marijuana store in Hollywood and then there's a picture of Pete Peen next to Kim's Rolls-Royce if you don't believe me go to my Instagram you can see it but also how funny it's like December 23rd she he's hanging with the fam and he needs to run out to buy weed and forgets his wallet in Kim Kardashian's Rolls-Royce I mean that has every pop culture element that you could lo- I mean that you want it has, like, a what-the-fuck moment. It has a hysterical moment. There's a serious element into it because you're like, oh, my God, Kanye's going to flip out. That was when Kanye was, like, still, like, you know, after Pete or Skeet. It had every element. You were like, oh, this is so close to Christmas. Like, Kim's just encouraging him to go out and buy weed. Like, this is wild. Truly wild. One of my favorite headlines of all time. So, happy birthday, Kimeth Kardashian. Um, let's see. We talk about Jada Pinkett Smith with uh with uh bethany um her book has anybody is anybody gonna read that is anybody gonna listen to that like listen i i listen to everything now because of the library and even me i'm like nah, i I think i'm gonna pass i think i've read everything that's gonna upset me that i need to and just paid six headlines from that book like i just have to accept that will smith wants to be completely embarrassed i I well this is it Will Smith must get off on being publicly humiliated on a weekly basis he must love it he must love it he must think that's real love and i've just got to let let go let go let go just just it's it's all going to work out I just, I mean, it's just, I guess it's all gonna work out. It's none of my business. Also, this week we have Britney Spears' book coming out. So many things. We talk about that with Bethany Garcia later. And we'll be talking about that all week, I'm sure, especially once I uh, listen to it. But so much Justin information. And I would just say we were all young once. Maybe some of you still are young life is long, man, you know, love is hard, especially those first love things. And they obviously went through a hell of a lot. Um, I'd be curious to hear Justin's take on all of this, but Justin has never been great at confronting the issues, whether it be Janet Jackson, or even most recently, a couple years ago, when he was spotted with that one girl on the set holding hands and he's with, you know, Jessica Beale. And as a family with her, Um, so there's a lot of things that I think Justin is not fully, not atoned, I don't think that's the right word, but kind of explained. But it is hard, though, because Brittany, she means so much to so much of us, so many of us, sorry, so much to so many of us, I just can't help but keep thinking that I just am so scared how much, if at all, she's involved in all this. And I just truly hope that she's okay. And revealing all of these, inf- like these details, which we eat up. You know, we love it. We eat up. I just hope it's good for her long-term health. I hope she makes at least a ton of money off of this, but I think we just all want her to be all right. I don't think any of us, like we're, we're like so happy that a book's coming out. We not, we thought this was never going to happen. I remember like, they were like, oh, it's never going to happen. Good luck getting that book. Well, it's out. It's coming out this week. I just hope that it's the right time. I'm Also a reminder to get Danny Pellegrino's book. Danny's going to be stopping by so bad it's good on Tuesday. Uh, what a great guy. He's on tour right now. I know my buddy Samaj is going to go see him on Tuesday. Um, what a class act. Uh, just funny. But the book was so heartwarming and funny. And it was just that right kind of thing that you need right now where it just makes you feel good. Makes you feel good. He makes points in there, and he's such a big heart, but it makes you feel good. I think those are the things that we gotta chase sometimes, especially when so many things are bad right now. Uh, You know, kind of look for those lights. Look for the light uh, a little bit if you can. Uh, What else we got? Rihanna. Now, this is great. Rihanna... This came out over the weekend, and let's see how true this is. Now, last year, remember January, or was it beginning of February, she played the Super Bowl and announced that she was pregnant during the Super Bowl, and the anticipation of that was insane. Off the charts, because we were wondering, is a new album? Is she dropping a new album right at the Super Bowl? She's going to go on a world tour? And it's like, oh no, she's just pregnant again, which is probably very exciting for her, but for a lot of us and me, because I'm selfish and greedy, I was like, where's the fucking album, Rihanna? You can have kids anytime. (laughs) Rihanna says this. Rihanna's planning a major comeback tour for 2024-2025 after signing a new £32 million deal with Live Nation. According to the Daily Mirror, she also reportedly has two albums of new material to release. I want that, man. I'm down for new Rihanna stuff. It is weird, though. You just wonder if it's like right time, right place. Like, I would have loved it so much if it was last year before the Super Bowl. Like, I, we were so primed. Do you know that? Like, there's those, those little pop culture vibes you get, those feelings you get where you're like, ooh, it was at such a hysteria moment where if she had dropped that out of nowhere right around that time. We needed that. And we're gonna need her music and her touring at any time. We always want that. But I just wonder, and, and this is probably idiotic, it's probably gonna be just as exciting, just as amazing, but I just hope... Do you you guys know what I'm saying? You know, it's just that right place, right time. You want your favorite artist to, like, be able to, like, figure it all out. I mean, Madonna's back on tour right now doing great with her greatest hits tour. Like, she's looking good, singing good. The show's supposed to be good. But, you know, none of us were predicting that a year ago or even six months ago when she had that deadly illness. Um, but, uh, listen, I know she's out there living her life, so she doesn't owe us shit, but that will be very exciting to get new anything from Rihanna. So that's good news. We talk about Meryl Streep's, uh, separation from her husband, Don Gummer. Uh, you'll hear me and Bethany talk about that. We've got very strong thoughts about that. Um, also this is exciting. Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez will both become billionaires in the same year. They are both projected to become billionaires either at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. I, ne- I I always say this, my friend Marissa sent me this. She sends me a lot of things, she's awesome. But this girl, Marissa, loves Selena Gomez, like loves Selena Gomez. Now I'm an old fogey and I miss the boat on a lot of Selena Gomez's music. So she's like recommended tracks and all this stuff. And I will always hear a song I didn't even know was Selena Gomez's. And I consider myself sort of up on music. So it's a secret shame some of my blind spots. And Selena Gomez always has been this blind spot for me, even though she is one of the most streamed artists. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, or at one point was, the most YouTubed artist of all time. But I know she has that, like, skincare company that's like cuckoo bananas in terms of sales. But I just never... Like, I know she's a superstar, but I never thought she was even near, like, where Taylor Swift was. And you know what pisses me off, you guys? But I guess it's cool because everything comes out in the wash. Kim Kardashian now is potentially going to be worth more than both of them by the end of next year. Isn't that insane? Kimeth Kardashian, 43-year-old Kimeth Kardashian, is going to be richer than both Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez combined. Did you ever think you would see that when you watched her come back from Vegas early on that one episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians to do the Carl's Jr. episode? You remember that episode where Scott got hammered and shoved like the dollar bill in that waiter's throat of like, hey, leave me alone, man. I'm not drunk. You treat me with respect, dude. Like wild. So congrats to both of them. Uh, I hope you'll join my Patreon, Selena and Taylor. That would be Tr- truly incredible, oh my God, this Sophia Bush! did you hear about this? I love that. Did you hear about this, you guys? this Sophia Bush she just gets out of this marriage, right? she's now I mean the rumor is well i don 't even know if it's a rumor they 're like spotted everywhere. She had her first date. This is People Magazine. This is an actual article. Sophia Bush and Ashlyn Harris had first date a few weeks ago as they're both beginning new chapters. Now, this Ashlyn Harris is a soccer player. And I'm not a sports guy. We've established that so firmly but I've always followed Sophia Bush's career. I mean, one tree hill. Remember, I ran a nightclub in 2005 in Los Angeles. Nice I shit you not. And Sophia Bush, uh, she once snuck into my general manager's office. And uh, she was really nice. We actually had a conversation. She was great. She signed something for my girlfriend, who actually then became my wife, because my wife loved Sophia Bush. Then Sophia Bush dated my buddy Jesse Soffer from Chicago and Chicago... Uh, PD. He dated for a while. So now Sophia's Bush is potentially at a point where she is bisexual. Like, is that how you, I mean, like, or experimenting or open to, you know, and by the way, that's great. Everybody can be open to anything, but it's a little sordid because this Ashlyn Harris, you guys filed for divorce from her wife, fellow, fellow soccer pro Allie Krieger with whom she shares two kids in September Okay, now let's do the math. What month are we in, you guys? I'm legitimately asking. Okay, we're in October. Now, if you look at a calendar, September is right before October. Blows me away. So they, what? And they... And it says the quote is after being friends for years and running in the same social circle circles, Sophia and Ashlyn went out on their first dinner date a couple of weeks ago. This is so recent and they are both beginning new chapters, but then people are potentially like spreading those like uh, rumors. I don't know. Rumors around saying that this might've started like, like, you know, maybe that's like, (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Oh my God. You guys, it might've like, I don't know why I'm whispering. It might've like created maybe the rift with this Ashlyn and and the wife, but they have kids. And then I saw this video. This, and then I saw this video this weekend where uh, Sophia and Ashlyn were on a soccer field with like another soccer pro, and it just seemed like all buddy buddy. And it was just, I'm like, whoa, whoa. Now we know Jenna Lyons from Real was in New York. She was married to a man. They had a kid, obviously. And now, you know, then she came out as a, a lesbian, or she is now a lesbian, or bisexual, whatever we call it. I don't know what, what is the proper thing. Do you just say like, fluid? But and then like, it, what, what a huge decision, right? When Sophia's like, dude, I've tried with all these men. They are consistently horrible. And now I'm gonna go where to the, where the flavor is, a pro soccer player. I mean, this and this Ashlyn looks pretty cool. Like, I don't know soccer, but looks like, look, I mean, she looks like she's like the singer of like a rock band or something. Like, move over Morgan Wade. Sorry, Kyle, Ashlyn is spoken for with Sophia Bush. Woo! but isn't that crazy? I mean, it's cool if everybody's happy, but you're just like, that's, man, think, of, think about that, you guys. Think about dealing with that. I mean, we got to deal with a lot of stuff in our lives, but think about that. At least we're not in that mess. That seems potentially messy. I mean, she just got out of a marriage. As Ashlyn got out of a marriage? Two kids? Wow. Wow. Sophia Bush is so loved though, isn't she? A lot of people love Sophia Bush. She seems to be very, very liked by so. Also, send out prayers, man. Ariana Maddox is still dealing with a foot injury. She's doing a lot of PT, a lot of therapy. I knew about this foot injury um, like I think like right on that first week um, of Dancing with the Stars. I knew about this, and I know she was still dancing. And uh, but man, think about that. Like it, really, these people really are putting their bodies through insanity to dance at this level like it seems crazy like i would have just like snapped my little ankle and just called it a day but she's out out there competing like i wonder if they're gonna like like remember that movie karate kid where mr miyagi like took daniel's son he's like daniel son Daniel's son like and they sweeped the leg at the end and like you know daniel was like no because he was about to win the karate championship and he's like mr miyagi i need you to I need you to fix me because those people out there, they're always going to think they got the best of me. And he's like, and then he claps his hands and he's like, and then he does like some kind of magic Mr. Miyagi move in the Karate Kid and like fix, like as a kid, I was just blown away. I was like, what did did Mr. Miyagi do to that guy's fucking, to Daniel's son's leg where he comes out and then does, spoiler alert, he does this uh, crane kick and wins at the end of the move. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the Karate Kid, Daniel wins at the end. But this Mr. Miyagi had like the special touch and uh, I, I just hope Ariana has like a Mr. Miyagi to help her so she can potentially win or at least come close to winning on this Dancing with the Stars. Man, I, now I want to go back and re-watch Karate Kid. Can I tell you a funny story real quick? I mean, you guys are, you guys got time, right? My dad, okay, when I was in elementary school, God, it must have been like fourth grade or th- fourth grade or third, so around that time. And somebody made fun of my sister at my elementary school. And it was like one of the only fights I've ever gotten into. And uh, I got into a fight uh, for my sister and uh, I lost. (laughs) I lost and I came home and I cried. And I, you know, my dad and I, like I've talked about this a lot. My dad and I are really close now and especially close lately, especially this last year. But then, you know, like my dad was a traveling salesman for most of my childhood, like Monday through Friday. But like he was home and uh, he knew this happened. You know, it's like those details that you always forget about. You're like, how did my dad know it happened? But he knew it happened. And it was during a school, like it was during the week. And he took me to see The Karate Kid. And I, I'm like, how did my dad even know? I mean, maybe he was just like saw previews and th- saw, you know, like, but how did he know that was a movie for like somebody, for me to see. Like I was picked on a lot. I was kind of a nerd, still am. And uh, he knew that that would potentially be inspiration. What if he didn't know? He was just like, I'm sorry, man. Like uh body double was uh, was sold out. We couldn't take you to see that. No, it was a hard R. But he took me to see the Karate Kid. And I remember that as a real, um, I just thought that was so great of him. Yeah, we, we had those little moments, right? Those little moments. That's the only way I like that. Sometimes that's the only, I wish that we had like that, like a memory drive in our head that you could remember it crystal clear, that it wasn't fuzzy. You know, we can remember, like memory is such a weird thing because we even go back and we can get facts completely wrong. But I sometimes wish I could watch that in HD digital, not even the fight of just going to the movie with my dad. Like what did we talk about on the car ride over there? Did he, did he give me an advice on the car ride home? But that's why I love pop culture, right? That's why we all love that kind of stuff. These moments, like these movies or a song that you listen to, the right time, the right place with the right person, it sticks in your head for the rest of your life. Isn't that cool? It's pretty cool, right? Um, yeah, that's really cool. Okay, anywho, you guys, we've also got a big week of television. Of course, Monday, you got Below Deck Med. Tuesday, this week, unfortunately, we do not have Salt Lake City because the new Winter House is premiering on Tuesday. I have watched the first two episodes, and it's good. It's fun television. I think you'll dig it. Tuesday, that's Tuesday. And then Wednesday, you guys, the return of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And then directly after that, you have Watch What Happens Live with Kyle Richards. And this is fun. Do you guys remember? She was like a friend of on a couple episodes. Um, What's her name? Ah, fuck. Her dad, uh, Bruce Springsteen, it was like Freddie Springsteen, no, no, Freddie Mellencamp. Freddie Mellencamp was going to be joining Kyle, and I hope they talk about the tough questions like, why didn't you fall in love with me, Kyle? Please, what does Morgan have that I don't? So I'm excited to see that. Freddie Mellencamp is fun because she is one of those people that I thought she was a completely ineffective housewife for so many seasons. A lot of you guys might argue that, I have different feelings, but... She's has a very successful podcast because of Tamara. She has that Schwartz podcast. It's very successful. And a lot of you guys love it. Uh, and like, I, I just always find it funny and I will include Bethany Frankel. Uh, we, her Christian name is Bethany Frankel, but I call her Bethany Frankel. These people that complain about housewives and say that they will never, their life will never be just about housewives. It's always those people that make a hundred percent of their lives housewives. Especially after they're off the show, like a hundred percent of their life is clinging onto that show with like a tiger grip. I don't even know if tigers have a good grip. That's just the example I'm using. Like Beth, this Bethany Frankel man. Now she has a new podcast with Nini. It's called Bethanini. Come on, guys, we can do better than Bethanini. That's like in like the Twilight movies when they fucking named the kid Renesme. It was like Renee and Esme. Let's just jam them together. Renesme Bethanini. Bethanini. Bethanini sounds like like a like like some kind of psoriasis that you get like oh my Bethanini, it's scratchy. I just can't stop scratching my Bethanini. But this is Bethany and Nini. They're getting together to probably bitch about Bravo because that's all we do. And also, be prepared. I'm sure this will drop around BravoCon time, but Vanity Fair, as we've said, uh, has a deeply reported, that was the quote, deeply reported article coming out about Bravo and their practices in regards to their shows. It's going to be about them uh, having people over drink and all of that stuff. Um, so be prepared for that. I just... Don't love the cut of any of this jib. You know, I just don't. I just think uh, it's starting to come. Not starting. It's come off like sour grapes again and again and again. And remember, they're going to use the artist formerly known as Raquel heavily in this Vanity Fair article. Rachel let the beans spill on that a while ago. So that's going to be in there. You'll have the uh, over drinking. But I do want to say I was listening to that uh, Not All Diamonds and Rosé book by Dave Quinn, which I keep talking about, but I just am so enjoying listening to it. Um, they have, uh, they mentioned in that, in the real housewives of Beverly Hills section that in one of the earlier seasons, they paid for Kim Richards to go to rehab. Like they do care. Like even they were talking about Taylor Armstrong and Russell and when like the physical violence happened and once she was able to say that on camera, they were actually able to step in because it was no longer just like a presumption. Like, you know, so they couldn't get in legal trouble, but they genuinely care about these people. But I think drinking and all of this stuff, like we see these housewives, man. You know, they drink on camera, but guess what? Unfortunately, they drink off camera, too. Most recently, we saw that with Shannon Bedore. That wasn't anything to do with filming. So it is interesting, and it is one of those things, they have to have a better eye on it, but those women also have to be a little bit more responsible. And of course, when you get caught up in the magic and the mania of being on television and being on Bravo and all of us kind of talking about it, it's probably super intoxicating. But there is a little bit of personal responsibility that you have to take for yourself, Um, And I am just not at the point where I think Bravo needs to be demonized the way that Bethany wants to demonize them. Um, and, uh, Nini as well, like Nini, of course, a classic housewife that means so much to this French, like to, 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 Atlanta. I mean, just legendary housewife. But if you have a certain type of behavior that not just once, not just twice, three, four times, it's a pattern of behavior. You become not a good person to work with. And I just find the personal responsibility from these women are sometimes lacking, even though they are legends. And I try to say that with much peace and love as possible. But also, if Nini were to mend any bridges with Bravo or with Andy, this is probably not the way to do it. It just isn't. But I still just think, like Bethany, at the end of the day, man, all you do, this is your whole life now. And it just never comes off as noble as you tried to paint it. It just does not come out that way. But Listen, like even at that party that she had with all those women last week that we talked about, like she had her branding, she had her Bethany bag, like she gave him goodie bags with all Bethany stuff, Bethany wine, had just be had like the podcast logo. It's all fucking marketing, man. It's that's all it is. It's all marketing. Oh, you guys, I have this whole story about the lady who did, uh, who ate the 48 oysters. Um, the 48 oysters on a date and then the guy bailed on her. But we'll do that at another time because this is already going so long. But I just love chatting with you guys. I hope you love hearing it. But we're gonna get to finally Bethany Garcia. Remember though, if you you, you sat through this and you hated it, you could have done it with the timestamps. You could have skipped right past it. Um, But we'll do that story later this week. We got so many great guests. Like I said, Danny Pellegrino, we got some other surprises, of course, recaps, all that jazz, but what's most important is that you start your week strong, that you know that you can do potentially anything. Now it's gonna suck because trying to do anything in this world sucks, but if you put a little effort in, I think you're gonna get results. And I know I say that, I say that just from my own personal knowledge, even though I just, I hate doing anything good for me, but when I work just a little bit, things, good things start to happen. So I think they're going to happen for you two. And I'm in your corner for real. I am in your corner and I can't wait to meet so many of you guys at Bravo So without further ado, we'll cut to a commercial bake break. We'll cut to a commercial bake. Hey, fuck it. And, uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to one of my favorite people, Bethany Garcia with more of the pop culture roundup Bye, you guys. Talk to you on Tuesday. Okay, you guys, welcome to another week. We have to do this again, so why don't we start off the way we always like to do, with fun, with making fun of pop culture, with celebrating our love for it. And we like to do this, or I like to do this, with somebody that I have the best time with. And she has been on my show now a couple of times. I always have the best time with her, and I always now use her as an example, if you listen to the show, as sometimes I don't get influencers. Sometimes I don't get it. And she is the only one that I'm like, that's an influencer that I like. That is an influencer that I love to actually look at her content. You know her from her amazing account, The Garcia Diaries. Uh, But if you don't know, she also has a podcast with her husband, which I think she carries this podcast, by the way. We'll give the husband a little credit, but it's called uh, The Garcia Diaries Unfiltered Every Friday. The one, the only, Bethany Garcia. Thank you so much for being here thank you so much for
0: having me i'm so
1: excited to be back um listen you did this thing where i don't know why i'm i I pick all women that are into sports way more than me you're like hey i just i just have football to watch on sunday night and i was like i don't even know what that means what time does football start and you were like i was like "I, i don't know cool watch football what so you're a football girly too no not
0: at all so my husband is, and if the Eagles are playing, I'm going to be there to support, just like he's there at the Aeros tour with me, you know, singing all the Taylor Swift songs, even though he's not the biggest fan.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, what what game are you, you, You it's the Eagles game for your the husband? The
0: Eagles play, yeah, the Eagles play tonight, so I'm going to sit there and cheer, and he's going <sighs> to tell me when I'm supposed to cheer, and it's going to be so
1: fun. Wow, the patriarchy, wow, like, yeah, now listen- uh taylor swift i do know this taylor swift is at the another kansas city chiefs game which i believe is that i don't know if that's right now or not
0: it's literally as we're sitting here right now and my husband's out there watching that game and he was like babe taylor swift's here so you know what i did i sat down and i watched for a few minutes on taylor swift lookout but i didn't see her so i had to go to good old instagram to see all the pics of my girl
1: I mean, how does she look? I mean, does she look like she's having a good time? I want to see her one day just, like, pouting at the football game. Like, why am I here again?
0: I want to see her one day in a cute outfit. That's what I want to see.
1: I'm waiting oh, for the cute outfit. Oh, you, uh-oh, Swifties. Uh, that's a, that's a pull thing. quote. Bethany Garcia I, comes for Taylor Swift's football outfits.
0: I love her so much. She needs a stylist so bad.
1: But I like I that that she kind of does. I like that she dresses... Like, like a better version of what I would potentially wear at a football game. Like whatever oh. Old Navy was selling, I would wear.
0: Her and I have like the same sense of style. And that's why I feel comfortable saying that. Because everyone tells me I need a style.
1: <laughs> well, wait, what do you want? Do you want her to dress like a, like a housewives at a reunion? Do you want her in like a big sparkly no. gown?
0: Maybe like some Hailey Bieber streetwear or like she, has, she has so many fashionable friends. Like she's friends with Blake Lively. I'm like, come on, like just step it up a little, you know? She's do you, wearing, I mean,
1: like, do you. Th- some of the
0: stuff I'm like, girl, this is not 2012. Like,
1: I like that she's girl? there in a windbreaker. I like that she's there <laughs> in a windbreaker and some like ill fitting like, jeans.
0: The combat boot heels. I'm like, no. <laughs> That's the that who feels again.
1: I always think. Do you think her like girl squad that she always has with her? Do you think they're at a point where they're too scared to tell her to step it up fashion wise?
0: I yeah, I think so. I'd be scared.
1: I'd be scared for sure.
0: I'd be like, um, don't not invite me to your romantic yeah. party. <laughs>
1: Could you imagine getting along with Taylor Swift really well? And then you say one wrong thing and you're off the list oh, for God. the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, she's probably, you just like, she doesn't answer the emails anymore. I, I also wonder, does she like what her text threads are like with her friends? That would be amazing.
0: I would give my firstborn to just have her phone for 30 minutes and just to go through it like as fast as I can.
1: Listen, you said you were oh, making I mean. reels. You were making reels all morning. You need to make a reel <laughs> where you're like, I am going to give away my firstborn if, and that would be a great Taylor Swift challenge.
0: Yeah. Um, Put a finger will... down if you give up your firstborn child.
1: <laughs> yeah, by the way, your kids are on the wall and you can just tell they're petrified. They're like, mommy's <laughs> about to give me away. Um you influenced me recently, and I talk, I didn't really get to talk about this, and we made a video that we haven't been able to release yet because a lot of stuff happened with my family and my mom. But I went to, based on your recommendation, my first med spa in Gilbert, Arizona. What What is that place called again? It's called Skinfinity. Skinfinity, and they yeah. did Botox on me, and we went and filmed videos, and they were so lovely and nice. And that was the first, I was like, listen, I got influenced by you. And they just did it light. Um, they did it light, but they were so caring. They walked us through the process. I brought meditza with me to film and I was so scared. And I was also hoping that it would completely change my life and that I would look like a completely different person. And unfortunately, I, I don't, I still look like me, but like a less wrinkly version of me, I yeah, guess. Yeah,
0: It's like you, but better.
1: A little It's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, where's the personality section in here that it like <laughs> helped me with? The, uh, I think I probably scared all those ladies there, but they were so lovely and so great. And I was like, now that's good influencing. Like, I was like, that's kind of great because you've actually visited that place, I think, multiple times and worked with them. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah, yeah. They do
0: the best facials ever. You got to go get a facial
1: there. That's, oh, that's it i feel like i'm like just uh rotten from the inside right now where it's like my skin isn't glowing i just i mean i'm obviously tired all the time but i gotta imagine you are too with five kids those things really help but i i just hate having the thought of like having to take care of yourself on a daily basis
0: i know it's a lot of pressure but i okay so anthony has like really crazy smile lines my husband and a few years ago i was like let's go on a date night like you know, I planned the whole date night. He had no idea where we were going. We like pull up to like a building. He's like, What are we doing? And I was like, Oh nothing. I just have to stop and grab something. We walk inside and they're like, Hi, and I'm like, Hi, we're here for Anthony Garcia's appointment. He's like, What the fuck are we doing? So then we go in the room and I'm like, he wants Botox, like all in his crow's feet <laughs> And he's like, What the fuck? So anyway, he was he was like shitting himself. He was so scared. But he did it and He's I, I don't I think he's been back one time, which I also tricked him into it that time, too. But oh, yeah, he's listen, not, I think he's not that's, into real, it. that's
1: the height of romanticism. I mean, I think because <laughs> yeah. then I got into like, I didn't know about the elevens, like all the stuff that all women seem to know about. I was like, oh, that's what people I thought they were talking about, some Stranger Things character. And it turns <laughs> out like the eleven on your forehead and I was like, this is truly, it's like an art form. And as long as you yeah, are nice. tasteful with it and you don't become like an eighth season housewife, you're good.
0: Yeah, I think like the worst housewife ever, the wor- the worst work ever on a
1: housewife is Brandy Glanville.
0: Like I look Ooh. at her and I'm like, how did it go so wrong?
1: You know, and, and I, you know, it's like, I know I... I, I Like, I I can't really talk about women's looks or I've been like, you know, you're always supposed to be careful about that. But Brandy, and especially because so much Housewife stuff is always being talked about, especially with her, because we had to postpone Ultimate Girls Trip because supposedly she got into it with Caroline Manzo. And then Mm -hmm. this week, I don't know if anybody saw this, but on Ultimate Girls Trip season two at uh, Dorinda's Bluestone Manor. There was the gentleman that was like the butler for the place. He's suing Bravo now. He had a lawsuit come out this week, and he actually names Brandy in that as kind of grabbing him inappropriately. And this Brandy cannot catch a break. I really feel, well, it's like we celebrate her, but then at the same time, she always seems to go above and beyond. And I I'm scared that Bethany Frankel's gonna get her hands in, like, like gonna gonna get out to like. How did Brandy not be part of the reality reckoning? I feel like Brandy, like Bethany's like waiting to they get to. They don't
0: even her. want her. They don't even oh want my her. God. They're like, god.
1: <laughs> Poor Brandy, man. Even Bethany's like, you know what? We'll pass. We we'll, we got Nene. Nene's great. Um, I would rather Nene. So okay, so I wanted to say that I just read this. Lala Kent from Vanderpump Rules is celebrating five years of sobriety this weekend, which is incredibly amazing. But is it you just went to give them Lala La live, correct?
0: Yes, I did. It was
1: so where, fun. Where was that?
0: It was at the, Urb, uh, the Irvine Improv in California. And uh, Vicky and Tamra were special guests at the show.
1: Did you and, know they uh, were, sh- Vicky and Tamra were going to be there? or Was that a surprise?
0: It was a surprise. Did not know.
1: So, you gotta, you had to been flipping out.
0: I took some video. It's so funny because the next day, Tamra Judge DM'd me on Instagram and she was like, Can you please send me the video that you posted yesterday? And I'm like, Okay. But it's just me sounding like a freaking lunatic. Like, screw, like, you can't even hear anything that's happening on stage. I'm just screaming my mind. Like, Horrible, horrible. Yeah, because horrible, you're horrible, getting horrible
1: your video. life. I mean, that's, that's what yeah. we, we want to see those moments and you get so excited. Yeah. I wonder if Tamra wanted the video to try to make Freddie Mellencamp jealous. Like guess <laughs> where another live event for old Tamra.
0: No, it was awesome. And they spilled tea and they were just, it was a great show. They were great.
1: Well, yeah. So and what they tea- looked so good. They looked so good. Yeah. Actually though, I will say Vicky had that one season on OC where she came, like they filmed too soon after her facelift and she showed up at the beach and everybody was like, what the hell? But like her work now is like settled to a place where she looks amazing. Tamara looks amazing. Yeah. Um, What tea was spilled? Like was the give them la la live. Was it a good show?
0: It was a good show. So Lala wouldn't really talk about anything coming up with Vanderpump Rules. It was like Oh,
1: perfect. Oh, you have, Great. You
0: know, you have to watch kind of a thing, which is always good cuz I hate when it's like we know everything that's happening. Yeah. But they did a Q&A at the end and people were asking her questions about like Tom and what's going to happen with Tom and Sandoval obviously. And she was like, "I will say, you know, like how they're doing that thing where they're trying to like give him a pass little." She's like, "I will yeah. say, like you'll see, you'll see what happens." Everyone was like booing her. It was hilarious. They are like, "No, no one's into it." Um, I was the first question of the Q and A, and the best question. Like, what's question? Honestly, people need to step it up with their Q and As. I asked her, <laughs> "Fuck Mary Kill, fuck, <laughs> fuck Mary Kill." And I did, and I'm so glad I changed it last second because I was gonna say Randall, but good thing I didn't, because um, her daughter was there. But
1: <laughs> Daddy, Dad, did she just say Daddy's name?
0: Did she just say Kill Dad? Um, oh. No, I said Tom Short, Tom Sandoval, and James Kennedy. Can you guess what she said?
1: For okay, I have a th- I have a feeling it'll be it'll be. G she'll be like, F DJ James Kennedy, because I've already done that and it was not bad. And then I think it would be Okay, you know what? I, I'm gonna I think it would be Mary Tom Sandoval, weirdly enough, and kill Tom Schwartz because she's still upset that Tom Schwartz played pickleball with Randall Emmett. She said Kill Tom
0: Sandoval immediately before I could even finish oh. the sentence. <laughs> kill Tom Sandoval. She's like, fuck him. Then she was like, I would fuck James Kennedy because he lays good pipe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm laying good pipe on guys night! Yeah! Laying pipe! I'm laying pipe on Lala! Yeah, and then she said she would marry Schwartz. Schwartzy. Why did so, she say yeah. Schwartz? You're like, why? Did she have a reason? have a reason,
0: but it was something about, like, he's sad and, like, lonely and. Like know. a, hu- like, a like, yeah, yeah. like a husband
1: should be sad and lonely, like a husband should be.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like the funniest answer, but after that, everyone was like, like the worst questions that you could ever ask. I'm like, this is your one chance to ask like three of the most iconic Bravo celebrities questions. These questions are horrible. It's like, well, who inspires you? Like, how do, how do you bomb so good? Like the worst <laughs> question. You- so, anyways, yeah, and then. Uh, Vicky and Tamra were saying their like least favorite cast mates and that kind of stuff, and it was hilarious. So
1: did Vicky take I another opp? Did to. Vicky take another opportunity to shade Teddy, Teddy? Teddy Mellencamp?
0: I don't think so. I don't think she did.
1: Now, did you get to meet Lala afterwards?
0: No, we had a VIP booth, and which was like the highest like ticket that you could get, but no meet and greet, unfortunately.
1: <sighs> Was there any VPR cast members there to support her?
0: Well, the first night, which is we weren't there, Stassi was there.
1: Oh yeah, I was,
0: I was hoping that so maybe she was a special guest that night. I'm not sure, but I almost would have rather gone to that if she was a special guest. I feel like so you're Stassi,
1: a big you're a big Stassi head.
0: I I it like goes back and forth, but like when. When Scandal happened, I went back and rewatched from season one because I wanted to experience it all again. And I think that's when I was like, Stassi is definitely the best cast member they've ever had on Vanderpump Rules. Like the quick, the the most quick witted, funniest lines, funniest drama. She'll come for anyone. And she's easy to make, well, I don't know if she's easy to make up with, which is what I think makes, like, the best cast member. She can hold grudges. No, you wet. know what?
1: I like that she's, like, I like that she still hasn't forgiven Jax and Brittany for not going to she, their wedding. Like, I yeah. like that, like, that's what, you know, don't be forgiving Tom Sandoval, hold grudges. I think that's important yes. in reality television to hold grudges.
0: That's true. I I think that we're missing out on such iconic television, not getting to follow along with Stassi and Jacks and like even sh- having sheena in there and lala in their parenthood journey because like we've seen them literally like snort, snort coke off each other we've seen them like <laughs> pinny dip we've seen them literally cheat on each other like i want to see them as parents now like that's i feel like that would be amazing and yeah i feel like any day we don't have i'm sorry everyone like hates jacks i hate him too but like iconic reality TV. I need him L- on my TV.
1: Listen, I don't know. Are you watching House of Villains on E? I am, Yes, I
0: am. Okay,
1: so you guys, the first episode I was like, so, so on. But then the second episode, there are just these moments with Mr. Jax Taylor that remind you of why he's so good on television because yes. in this second episode, he brags about them. He's like, dude, I made half a million on Cameo. Uh, my, girl, my girl, Brittany, made two million with Jenny Craig. And I'm like, wait. First off, But it's classic Jax because like, I don't necessarily believe they gave her 2 million for Jenny Craig. Like, I believe she got paid well, but I feel like she's like, yeah, she owns Tesla now because of Jenny Craig. And then Shake from Love is Blind kind of was like, this guy kind of just is so braggadocious, but that is classic Jax. And then Jax gets mad at the end. He's like, you better be thankful I got a family because I would be happy to go to jail because of you, bro. And I'm like, oh my God, Jax threatening physical violence within the second episode. I just love Perfect. he's like, I'm a good Christian man. I'm a good Christian married man. And then he's in a jacuzzi threatening violence. That's classic Jax Taylor.
0: Oh, it's awesome. It's amazing. It's the best. And yeah, there's no chance in heaven or hell that she made $2 million from Jenny Craig. There's no chance.
1: Well, listen, I, if that I, was I, the
0: I've, case. Talked to, I've talked to like influencers with 100 million followers. Kylie Jenner is making $2 million. Like, you're not Kylie Jenner. So it's yeah. just, it's
1: wild. Uh, Jenny, yeah, Jenny from Jenny Craig, if you're listening, please let us know how much you paid, Brittany. I'm sure it's great money. I just don't believe it's 2 million. But also what's so great is that we have nine seasons of Jackson Vanderpump Rules to show us how much he does love to stretch the truth. And so it's not or just the fact- a straight up lie. Yes. Like the fact, like the truth is, you know, she does have Jenny Craig. The lie probably is that it's nowhere near $2 million, but he gets in those situations where he just gets so comfortable that he also wants to like, just flat out lie. It's like where it's like his best work.
0: And it's it's a little frustrating too, because he also loves to spill tea and, and tell the truth all the time. I like when he tells other people's truths for them, and it makes it less believable when he's always stretching the truth. So it's like a fine line. It's like, <laughs> just tell the truth all the time. You're still going to be getting the same reaction.
1: Well, he crazy. pops up, he pops up on Vanderpump rules season 11. And we have the spin-off, Vanderpump Valley that should be coming out around the same time. And my thing is, it's like, you see with little taste of house of villain. It's like, do you really want to go down this road again, dude? Like it's like these little lies about money, but just like, I get scared of like, what happens when like girls start flirting with you again? What happens when a DM goes wrong? I get nervous of like, is it really worth jeopardizing any of this amazing family life that you say that you have? I don't even know why I'm like concerned about this, but I'm like, it, it seems like it just opens up doors, especially for men to exhibit their worst behavior.
0: He's going to do one season of Vanderpump Valley. He's going to get canceled 600 different times. He's going to like, something's going to happen with Brittany. And then you know, what's going to happen. He's going to be the leader along with Bethany Frickle. For the Bravo takedown. He's going to be like, they tricked me. They forced me. I don't even want to come back. Oh
1: my gosh. It's, the bethanini plus jack's podcast yeah. Yeah. where he's just like dude bravo just destroyed my life and they knew what they were doing they had yeah. this plan to destroy a good christian man like, um i got really upset the producers made me dm that yeah. girl the producers made me i don't even like booze i don't even like drink. i've never liked drinking i don't like drugs uh, I got really pissed because, like, about a year ago, one of their mutual friends ta- said, hey, will you please follow Jax Taylor on Instagram and he'll uh, he'll unblock you and follow you. And uh, I was like, oh, okay. And I did. And then this weekend, he fucking unfollows everybody except for seven people. And now I'm like, wait, oh, uh, now I'm just stuck holding the bag? I got to stay followed to Jax Taylor?
0: And if you unfollow, he's going to block you.
1: Oh, he's going to be livid? I mean, I mean, he yeah. pro- he's not, he, but he's going to be livid if he ever finds out. And the other thing is, if you try to tag, uh, follow or tag Jax Taylor right now, immediately on Instagram, it comes up that he, this account distributes false information. There's a warning that comes up on his account now.
0: Wait, what's his handle? Mr. Jax Taylor?
1: Yeah, Mr. Jax Taylor. Did he block you? He blocked you. How did he block you? It's
0: not coming up at all. Like, oh. <laughs> did I get, what what Oh
1: uh, you said you're I'm pro like, Stasi. That's a like
0: two minutes ago, the moment
1: I said it. He's he like a Jedi. My podcast. I think
0: he deleted his Instagram. No, you, you check.
1: Okay, I actually follow it. Let me, okay, let me this is this he is for science.
0: I, yeah, this is for science because I'm on my podcast page and it's still not no no up. it
1: comes up immediately for me mr Jax taylor
0: Goodbye. i'm gonna check for my daughter's
1: account <laughs> oh oh my I'm god wait go wait now me. he follows more than seven but he now follows 86 people but i'm not one of this son of a bitch oh my this god son of a
0: bitch i'm sick right
1: now this is why i should never forgive people this is this is the wait are you gonna do bravo in a couple weeks
0: no, I wish.
1: Why aren't you doing... Bra- You're the hugest Bravo fan ever.
0: I know, but I've, like... I've left my family too many times to, like... Oh, okay, it does come up. I just had to type up the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fake news. It, w- he does it would have been again. a way
1: better story if he it's had, time. like, actually blocked I you.
0: I should have just pretended. No, I want to go, but it's... Number one, I don't have anyone to go with. Like, none of my friends care as much as I do. And number two, Anthony... Like he'll come to like concerts and stuff, but like that is—that's
1: <laughs> think... a bridge I, I too to far. To
0: it's like, yeah, I don't think I'd go to the Super Bowl with him. I'd be like, I don't deserve to be here. Number one, number two, it's like too many crazy fans, and I'm not on the same level, so like not as fun. You know, it's like when all your friends are drunk and you're sober, <laughs> not so fun. And then well, yeah, trick yeah, him I'm like trick him like you I've did with the Botox. Yeah, true. I'm like, we're going to Vegas for. The street club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell you him go. you're
1: going to Vegas to do the sports book. Like he can do sports gambling, and you can just go around yeah. to like the panels and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: no, uh, yeah. I I've, I've traveled out for real, so. Okay, well, year. I'll
1: I'll let you know how it is. I'm I'm prepared for yeah. the insanity. Uh, moving on to other Bravo shows, though, we have Real Housewives of New York, which the had its like first season and tonight or Sunday night, we start one, the first part of the two-part reunion. Are you looking forward to the reunion and what did you think of the season?
0: I'm so excited. This is my favorite season of New York city since like the beginning, like I, it, they could not have done it better. I know people were so worried in the beginning that it was boring. There wasn't enough drama. They really started out like, Kind of mellow, and I think that's what we needed. We needed to work our way into like the real drama because I don't want like fake manufactured drama like we sometimes get on Beverly Hills, where it's like I feel like they're texting each other like, okay, yeah. let's fight tonight, and then we'll be fine tomorrow. Like it was real, deep seated stuff. But sometimes it takes a while to get there, especially with a new cast. And they hit the ball out of the park, which is sorry, another sports reference, but
1: if, if What's a, a ball, what's a ball? What is this park <laughs> you speak of? What's yeah, no.
0: Um, I like that you said that because a
1: lot of people, a lot of people are saying they didn't like it. And I just like, I think it went on maybe an episode or two too long, but I thought it set a really good foundation where I'm excited to see that first part of the reunion because now we get to see the women where they now have seen our memes. They've heard us talk about them. And I think it's different once we start becoming a part of it where Cy realizes she's not liked. Aaron realizes that like she's kind of said some troublesome things. And I like that aspect of it at the reunion. We'll get to see some of these people potentially shell shocked. I've seen some clips and Uber comes in hot.
0: Oh my God. I was like, where was that all season? I feel like we only saw that on the trip when she was pissed at Aaron.
1: You give and- me my, I'll take your glasses. I'm going to, I'm not oh. giving you back glasses.
0: No, she was, I'm like, I want this energy all the time. It was awesome. Um, but my favorite, I have to say Jessel came out on top. So I thought she wasn't going to be likable, and she ended up being my second favorite. And can you guess who my first favorite is? Uh,
1: well, I mean, I think the obvious answer would be uh, Brynn. There we go. That's, yeah, yeah. But right. see, Bryn to me, uh, by the way, Bryn and Lala are cut from the same cloth. I believe those people, like, are born to do talking heads. I think those people speak kind of like first season Stasi, where they were raised almost on watching people like Stasi. So Bryn mm-hmm. came out of the womb, it seems like, on a sitcom, where she's always making the faces and saying the funny thing. And sometimes I'm a little mistrusting of that, but i can't mm-hmm. deny how good she is and how much she pops on television i just want her to be surrounded by a strong cast and i'm curious what changes if any they'll make in season 2
0: yeah so for me i feel like aaron brought nothing to the show i didn't like any like if you're going to start drama then see it through see it oh, through and i think with Brynn, that's like she's she makes me laugh every episode love that like, I, I love someone who can actually make me belly laugh because it's hard. It's getting harder and harder with these Bravo shows. And she makes me laugh. She brings the drama. She's messy. She's always, like, going to different groups. You tell her something, everyone's going to find out immediately. And that's what we want. We want people to <laughs> start. I don't, I don't want to watch an episode where there's no drama and there's no fighting and it's boring. Like, that's boring. And so, for me, she brings it. And, yeah, it's, I think... Her problem is going to be finding people that trust her and, like, having actual friends. But um, as far as, like, reality television goes, she's made for it. She's literally made for it. And I think Erin could go and I wouldn't miss her. I feel like Uba could go and I wouldn't miss her until I'm seeing now this energy she's bringing to the reunion. It's like if she could bring that during the season, then I'm happy. And I well, would love to see. See side back with less complaining. That
1: would be great. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't, I think all of them will be invited back, whether they come or not. Like, I don't, I have like strong doubts that Jenna will come back, but I I love.
0: I forgot, I forgot about Jenna even in this conversation. Like, she's always, she's always so so nervous. I'm
1: just, I'm so nervous in all of these. How I, you know, she plays both sides, but not in a like a really interesting way.
0: There's drama. I'm going to run away. She wasn't involved in any drama the whole time. The reunion is going to be hell for her I think because she's going to be so scared she's going to be on the spot and that is not a real housewife like it just Well, doesn't I think work. Jenna
1: Jenna doesn't need it. I mean at the end of the day yeah. Jenna like I love that she's there because somebody that has that kind of real world experience. And it was funny to watch all the ladies at first kiss her ass, but this show, and I wish people would give it a second look or maybe even a first look. What I love about it is that we started off the season, potentially disliking Jessel and we ended the season loving Jessel and Jessel has that so bad. It's good quality where there's an obliviousness, there's an awkwardness and she got bullied within the season and they thought they were winning, the people doing yeah. the bullying, and then we get a hold of it and we say, No, how like, dare no. you? She's awesome. And th- you're right about Aaron. It's like, yo, if you're gonna be in everybody's business, you better make sure your shit doesn't stink. And you better not cry when things get brought up your way. And that yes. was the thing was like a an element of cry to daddy almost when things didn't go her way. Yeah, and it's
0: like that's an infuriating watch is like when someone goes to confront her about something she said like in the finale jessel's like i heard you said this this she's like never never and then the flashback is like she her husband's sleeping around in vietnam and he doesn't wear a ring and it's like dude just if she would just come to her and be like yeah i did say that and here's why i think it then now we're gonna have a back and forth thing instead of like everyone just cornering jessel pretending like they didn't say everything that they said I don't know. And it's like the pet parrot thing's funny and like her coming out dressed up and it's like, haha, okay, we can end the episode laughing. But it's like, I guess save it for the reunion. But it's like, come on, give us something more. Aaron needed to give us more and less crying and less like playing the victim.
1: And finally, too, the the last episode, the season finale with Uba, and she got upset at them talking about her guy from Connecticut. And that kind of bothers me in the sense of, listen, maybe don't start new relationships if you're scared of them bringing brought up on camera, because that's what make these, these shows fly is when we do share these relationships yeah. new. Like, you know, we want things They're that you potentially... Yeah, if yeah. you like, we want things that you potentially shouldn't share. Like, I don't want to share relationship. Like, I don't want to do that, but I want you to do that. That's why I'm not on reality television.
0: Yeah, Would and you? I was so frustrated when Uba's going outside to science. I was like, "Hey, I, I didn't mean to." And she's like, "It's okay. Don't worry. It's fine." But she like went off on Bryn. Told oh,
1: Bryn. <laughs> yes. Yeah when Psy goes, it was not on camera! And her jaw unhinges.
0: Yeah, I was like, and you could see even Aaron was like scared in that moment. I'm like, girl, it literally was. Like, not only did Uba say it on camera technically, but Psy then repeated it on camera. So why is Bryn in the wrong? And then like, in the end, the end credit scenes or whatever that they always do, like the recap, they're like, Bryn is not invited to anything with Psy. And it's like, you're
1: the fucking bitch. That sorry. You're the no, one.
0: You, that
1: her. <laughs> Guys, oh my sucks. god! All all my seven year old audience is offended as hell right now. They're like, <laughs> no, "What I, is she saying?" No, I don't want Cy si to come for me either. <laughs> well, by the way, you you know you're the one that actually talked last time on the show a couple months ago. You were saying how you were because uh, I did not know Sai. I don't really follow influencers, yeah. and you said you did. You knew her. You liked her. You always appreciated her content. So for it was years interesting. And and it, years. But it made me rethink even my, like, wow, there are people out there that really liked her going into this season. She had a leg up. Is it interesting? And also to the point of you're doing what you do. Like, do you sometimes feel like, oh man, I overshared in my husband. I overshared my relationship with him. Like, what's that line for you? Would you ever do a housewife show? I would
0: do anything that will bring me more attention
1: for sure. (laughs) Wow. So honest. Wow. That's amazing.
0: I would do it, but I think there is something, like, to be said about I would never go into it if I was, like, in a bad place in my relationship, kind of like how we were talking about with Jax. Like, last year, I was struggling in my marriage, and we've talked about it on our podcast. We've talked about it on Instagram. I think that would have been the worst time ever. We would have ended up divorced, for sure. Uh, But, like, going into it with a strong marriage, I feel like would be so important. And I just would, I don't know, I think when I do it, yes would people like be interested? Not sure.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I just always wonder that because you see them during the season, try to make these judgment calls on their own lives. And that's the thing It's like, don't put the brakes on us getting to know you let, let us decide when we want those breaks applied or let the producers don't self-produce, don't do all that stuff.
0: And we have like a little bit of experience with reality TV, just one episode, but it was not the best experience because it was like so overproduced and like what we filmed wasn't really what the end product was on screen. And I'm sure that's exactly what it is like for all the Bravo celebrities.
1: Wait, what like, was that? Was it like, a home, home renovation or what was
0: it? was super nanny. So yeah,
1: <laughs> super... like Oh that. man. Oh man. That's amazing. Um, yeah. okay. Mo- moving on to, um, Salt Lake city, which I, I always tell the audience, I feel like I'm wasted when I watch that show. Cause I feel like I'm drunk out of my mind. Cause it's so bizarre in the best way. Well, how do you feel about Salt Lake this season?
0: I, uh, okay. I love Monica. I know Me her in too. Real life. we've been friends for years.
1: Wait, wait, uh, you know, Monica in real life. Yes. Tell her I've to do my show. Like Tell her to do my, I want well, her to be on. Ryan, do you want some tea? Yes.
0: We had her scheduled on our show for the week before the season premiere. Um I had paid for her ticket, her flight, her our studio, all that stuff. I posted in my story and I was like, what questions do you have for the newest, you know, uh, housewife Monica? And she reposted her story and the producers of the show saw it. And they called her and they were like, you are not allowed to do her show. They emailed us and they were like, if she gets on that flight, like, it's not going to be good. Like, they were so mad. What was the reason? So mad. They were like, we haven't even done our interviews with her yet. Like, she hasn't done Watch What Happens Live yet. So, like, I get it. But we weren't really even going to talk about the show. Like, I wanted to talk. I want my, like, perspective of the episode was going to be, let's get to know you before you, like, go on Housewives, you know? like what's your background what's like she has so many incredible stories and i was like let's share some of those stories um so yeah so we've been fighting with bravo ever since to get her back on the show so now they emailed us last week they're like okay uh we can have her come but it has to be virtual you cannot do an in-person show and it's limited to 30 minutes and i'm like oh my god these people like you guys are killing me and i'm like fine we'll do it but annoying
1: it is it is it is interesting, like the hoops you have to jump through and yeah. you know, they are very protective. I I get that to a degree, but I also think you like you said, you could do an interview without run like without disturbing the ecosystem, but actually getting to know them a little deeper, but not disturbing the storylines or anything like that. But I think Monica we saw in this week's episode that relationship with her mom is so fascinating and the way her mom was kissing Angie K's ass at that. By the way, it Bethany, did you realize wild. that, and, did you, did you realize, I just found out this week, Angie K is Greek and that was very, uh, <laughs> that was, I that, know
0: that. That's crazy. yeah, no, That's they weird.
1: did Greek Easter and, um, but it was, you had this really, you kind of root for Monica, you know, even though she's like hardcore and she obviously has her housewife isms. You see how, like, this relationship with her mom has really affected her in a negative way. And it's one of those things when, like, they get on housewives, you can tell that the mom seems to like it a little bit too much.
0: Oh, she's thirsty as hell. And as someone with abusive parents that try to pretend, like, that they're the. My mom to this day, hopefully she doesn't listen to this, but, like, I love my mom and we've worked so hard in our relationship, but this woman like pretends to be the best grandma the best mom it's just and it's never gonna be that way and like I feel like I'm her mother and so I relate a lot to Monica in that way I was so triggered seeing like Lisa Barlow and Angie and all that be like I can't believe she's talking to her mom that way and it's like you have no idea what it's like to deal with a parent like that and seeing everyone like immediately take the victim's side in that was like mind-boggling and triggering and horrible to watch but I think Monica will be the best addition we've ever seen to this show. She brings the drama. She tells it like it is. She's not afraid to get her hands messy. And that's what makes a perfect Real Housewife. Angie K., annoys the shit out of me like i can't handle this girl well at angie all. k
1: wants it so bad there's a part of it that she bought her way on and the thing. but you know but i i i like her in that kind of embarrassing way of like it's so extreme that it's funny like she wants yeah. it so much that it, there's like there seems to be a little bit of a desperation there and to me that's amusing and lisa barlow You know, to me, she's just another great example to me of a housewife, warts and all, because she'll be like, she won't even realize some of the, you know, there's like hypocritical moments of, You know, like, she's like, I don't even know my son's going on a mission. And then commenting Mm -hmm. on somebody else's relationship with their mom, it's very interesting. And it's, to me, that's why I just love that it's, like, kind of ascended even after Jen Shaw. And I really look forward to each episode. In fact, I found out there's not going to be a new episode this week, and I got so pissed.
0: I did not know that. Thanks for ruining my
1: night. Because <laughs> of Winterhouse. Yeah, by the way, you got to now go oh watch gosh. football, but Winterhouse premieres on Wednesday, and so they're going to do that instead of Salt Lake, I guess, this week. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, like
0: sorry. But- um, And then the other thing with Salt Lake City is Mary, like, she's funny, but, like, Why is she on the show? Because she's not getting out of the van during group activities. She's not going outside during group activities. She doesn't want any of them to talk to her besides Meredith. (laughs) Honestly, I think she's there. She's Meredith's pet parrot and she's there to just back Meredith up whenever she needs it. And I know that my girl Monica and Lisa beef, but like I'm always going to be here for Lisa being like a lunatic on the show. Love
1: her. Well, I mean, uh, stand are Mayor, uh, Yeah. I, Heather, Heather still is like working or she's actually trying to be nice, but I think it's the wrong way to go with her commenting on Jack. But Jack Barlow is like, it's not your business, dude. Like stop selling books. I don't like, this is not the road to go down. Just be your fun first season self.
0: wild because I, like my sister converted to Mormonism, Latter-day Saints last year, and she got married to a Mormon man And it was this crazy experience of everyone in my DMs and like our podcast audience being so angry at me for not like checking my sister and being like, like educating her and being like, don't you know all the bad things about the church and da, 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 da. And it's like, I, me, my my sister knows my opinion and beyond that it's her life and I'm not going to like push away my sister just because i don't agree with the church like it's the most wild thing that people think that they have to insert their opinions in every single decision that like a family member makes like what is lisa supposed to do about her son wanting to go on a mission he didn't tell her
1: just because heather wrote a book and came to this conclusion in her 40s does not yeah. mean that jack barlow needs to pull heather aside and lisa needs to go exactly. to heather because like lisa said lisa even though you disagree with it has had a positive experience with the church even though she's like i don't even go to the temple i don't but i yeah. love it i love but that's yeah. lisa barlow And you've got to let people make their own mistakes or let whatever it is. And we see this now all the time in society, especially with all the horrible shit in the world going on right now is all we do is just fight with each other. Like we don't even know half the information. Like, yes, I have my mind make made up about that religion, but is it my responsibility on a pop culture podcast to warn you about the ins and outs of a Mormon religion that I was never raised in?
0: No, exactly. And like, I don't know. People feel like their opinions matter so much that it like ruins relationships. And I'm oh It that's the other thing that's so weird to me is like people literally wanted me to not be friends with my sister anymore. And I'm like, she's my
1: sister. Well, they don't even think of th- they But see, then in their own lives, they're the same way. Like, they wouldn't be able to do it. But we're always able to tell somebody else what they should do. It's always easier to go, well, I know that for a fact is wrong, but their own lives are so messy. I I just see that all the time. And that's one of the bad things about social media. And I, I complain about Twitter all the time. But it's just people saying they're like, I am without a doubt, completely right. And then you see their own yeah. lives half the time and it's like a complete mess. So you have to take everything with this grain of salt and try to be open and caring and loving and not full of hate. Like is just getting pushed unless you're on housewives and then it's okay to hate and yeah, fight honestly. and all of that stuff. Um, <laughs> exactly. back to Mary though. Mary had one of the funniest, awkwardest scenes with her son that lives with her Robert jr who's been married for a year and finally admitted it on camera in the shyest way possible. And his wife lives with them. She's like, you guys have been living with me for the last year. Like, you didn't know. The amount Mary doesn't know. Like, Mary's in a closet doing scenes with mannequins and doesn't know what's going on with her son. And then... Meredith comes over and treats Mary like she's the sanest person. She's she's like, oh, Mary, you're so wise. It's so funny what you say about you. And like, oh, I can't believe Robert Jr. didn't tell you. It's bizarre. It, the whole show's bizarre. It's hilarious. And he's
0: like, he's like so quiet. I was like, turn his mic up. I can't hear what he's saying. He's so shy and quiet. But yeah, then she's like, at the end, she's like, you can tell me anything. And you can tell by the look on his face. He's like, I... Don't want to
1: tell you anything ever. <laughs> oh, I said, I said at that moment, they should have like a two year, two year old run out and be like, well, this is my son, mom. Like, oh, yes, that's, that's, that, oh that's that little kid that's been running around the house. I had no clue that was your, Mary seems completely oblivious unless you tell her a year later. They're she's gonna like,
0: They're going to be running out, of the, ba- be running out <laughs> of the house with a big old bag and a car seat. She's like, where are you going? And they're like, to the hospital to give birth. And she's going to be like, yes, Like, that's what she's she- going to do.
1: She oh gets out God. of Greek Easter by telling Angie Kay she has to go to Vegas because her house flooded a year, ago. a year ago. She's like, "My house flooded a year ago. I can't be there." I'm like, "Whatever happened a year ago?" Mary has no idea. She's like waking up to everything that happened a year ago on the show. She's catching um, so up. I but I love it. So like for some reason I love I I rewatched those episodes this season and last season I was just like eh because of the Jen Shaw at yeah. all but this oh. season it, I'm glad I hung on.
0: Jen Shaw made the show unwatchable at times. Like, and that there's a fine line between a character being reality TV gold and then being unwatchable. And she was she's one of the ones where I was like, "Girl, you're like, it's too much. I can't watch this."
1: I want you. And, see, I, I want to know more about the Monica Jen Shah relationship, which we fully don't know all of the ins and outs. But I will say this. Monica's a hustler. She has a handful of kids. She's not like Gina Casita from OC, but she does. She's very honest of saying like, listen, I'm trying to make a living so you can see where she would have been like, okay, let's hang with Jen Shaw. She seems to have tons of things going on. She lives a baller lifestyle. Like I want to, I want to know more about that relationship. Yeah. You're just shit. You're just like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, uh, also I wanted to tell I you this. I say anything.
0: Yeah. No, no,
1: no, no. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I, um, yeah. speaking of Bravo though, this was hysterical. Real Housewives of New Jersey is filming their new season right now. And last Saturday I went to Joey Gorga's stand up in New Jersey. I'd never been to New Jersey before. Oh, Melissa my God. invited me. It took two hours to get there. It was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. Two things I want to mention there was a Reddit thread saying that Joey did a and a afterwards where he said he slept with Dolores at a point and all this stuff. I want to just tell people I was there. There was no Q and a afterwards. So I don't know what this Reddit thread was. I will say there was a lot of awkward comedic moments, like the comedy part, like he does pantomime having sex with Melissa on stage. There was a lot of moments like that, which were wild But no Q&A. The other thing I want to say in terms of Bravo is that Joey, I was dealing with Melissa's assistant. Joey Gorga was supposed to be on this show, So Bad It's Good, Tuesday night. We were doing an interview. And I got emailed yesterday saying that uh, none of the cast are allowed to be doing interviews right now as of Friday. And this was the weekend where they were supposed to film in the... um, uh, where Bluestone Manor is uh, in the what uh, uh, Dorinda's place in Berkshire. the uh, yeah, Berkshire. Sorry. They were supposed to do a, and the trip got canceled. Supposedly a fire happened where they were going to stay, but it's like really like murky. But I think like just shit is always going down in Jersey, but whatever yeah. has happened this week must've really popped off because I did get a very nice email saying that, you know, I couldn't do this interview anymore with Joey and it was going to be a funny interview just talking about his stand-up stylings and stuff. Yeah,
0: was it funny? Like, were you
1: laughing at all? Uh, like, I was front. Like, I was—it was at, like, a uh, Hyatt Regency in a ballroom. It was, like, a, the weirdest place I've seen stand-up. And they didn't even turn what? the lights down. So I was, like, front row with Sophie. And, like, like, I felt like I had to smile and laugh the whole time because I was right—like, you could look over and see yeah. me if you were on stage— the opening comedians were great. Joey, there's a lot of passion there, a lot of a lot of energy. The jokes, um, you know, it was a lot of like uh, dreaming about having sex with mermaids and stuff like that. I appreciate anybody's passion at wanting to try something new, but yeah. it, you know, it's not like there, Dave Chappelle.
0: Yeah, some people like hear you're funny too much and they're like oh i should be a comedian like not
1: knowing well, that it's a whole separate craft in and of itself <laughs> I, I was just even i was imagine like imagine how bad it was well i was like trying to think of all the different ways it could go before i went there and i'll put myself in awkward situations and i'll be like oh this will be so great and i get in the situation yeah. and i'll be like oh my god what am i doing here but i remember going like wouldn't it be as bizarre if joey was like Okay, here's the deal with Israel and Palestine. This is what you got. Like, if he broke down, he's like, "I'll tell you what. You know, we, you know, we the, are we a racist cut? Like, if he was really getting into the, th- the thick of it, you know, he was like George Carlin or something.
0: That it wasn't that would like that. Be better, probably.
1: No, I was like, <laughs> could you imagine me walking out and be like, it blew my yeah. mind. I think about the world differently now after Joey Gorga yeah. stand up. But yeah, I'm bummed that so I can't much for do the interview. My
0: mind. Yeah,
1: yeah, am no, uh, that
0: sucks. It's so, the worst feeling when they well, make shit, you
1: cancel. Well, shit must be going down in the Jersey universe in Bravo. And I will say even Bravo Con, they're not allowing the Jersey housewives and guys to do a panel all at once. They split oh. it up into a bunch of different panels. And even the press room, oh they don't all get God. interviewed. Like it is all seems to be very strategically placed in like, they're not around each other because it oh just seems God. like it, it's going to go bad at any second all the time with Jersey.
0: I'm so excited. This is awesome. Um,
1: okay, moving on to some non-Bravo. Britney Spears, uh, her book comes out this week on the same day as Danny Pellegrino's book. You gotta get both. They're both, I read Danny's, it's awesome. But Britney Spears' book comes out and are you gonna be reading this book or listening to this book?
0: A hundred percent, I'll read it. Yeah. I'm not a listener,
1: I can read though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I uh, I love actually listening to um i love listening to uh the audiobooks i love listening to audiobooks it it's yeah. kind of my favorite thing to like for like celebrity memoirs especially Um, but, uh, has so much information and a lot of stuff came out in regards to, and this is like a trigger warning. We've talked about this on the show before about Justin potent, you know, had like they had an abortion. Um, and a lot of people have really come out swinging again at Justin on top of the breakup. She admits she cheated with choreographer Wade Robeson. I mean, where are you on all the information that keeps uh, coming out about Britney?
0: There is nothing that's come out yet. That's shocked me at all like Justin forcing her to have an abortion makes complete sense to me him breaking up with her over text message confused if there was like texting back then but seems accurate to me I don't know I feel like I we already knew that she cheated with Wade like that was just assumed so I am just hoping that it's not just like all of this
1: old stuff that we kind of
0: already know about I'm hoping that she's. Going to call out the people that need to be called out, which is like what I'm a little bit worried about with the book.
1: Well, who do you think, in your opinion, need to be called out?
0: Um, everyone that was involved in the conservatorship, not just her dad. I feel like it's been like my dad, my dad, my dad this whole time. And it's like there's so many like high figure people that are still working in Hollywood with like, you know, Justin Bieber and like all these people that are still connected. And it's like, why aren't they getting called out as well? When they were kind of spearheading it, you know, I don't know. That's just my well, opinion from someone that only like. I mean, like I've watched the documentaries, like I'm into pop culture, but like, do I really know what happened? No, not really, not at all.
1: My fear with all of this is that I just get worried. Like, how, to what involvement does she actually have with all of this? Like, yeah, I get that's, worried. That's my point. Yeah, like I get worried about all of this, like all of this stuff about Justin, you know, it's like we've, we've, like you said, like, oh, we all thought she, you know, obviously had had an affair with Wade, but we never got confirmation. Obviously there's a ghostwriter on this book, obviously all of that. But it seems like even from Brittany's posting, she deactivated her Instagram and activated it again over the weekend. She also said, hey, y'all, this was all stuff in the past. I've dealt with it, but not realizing, well, it's like, this is what happens when you write an autobiography is that this shit gets dredged through. Well, yeah, yeah, to sell books.
0: I will say, too, that obviously there's a ghostwriter, but it does a lot of the the excerpts I've seen do seem like they're in her voice, and so that gives me a little bit of hope. But, yeah, my whole thing is, like, are you going to call out the people that need to be called out? And if not, it makes me feel like they're involved in the project, you know? So I, uh... I feel like I need her on stage with Oprah or a similar figure, speaking from her mouth and then that will make me like feel like okay i believe it all you
1: know when she's not doing in, in any interviews for this she's yeah. done like some email interviews with people magazine have so an exclusive shady.
0: yes so because shady. i could
1: be doing those interviews in her voice yes,
0: exactly that's why i'm like are you involved in this please wear yellow
1: she admits that she she admits that she had uh you know a, a tryst with Colin Farrell for a couple of weeks that was uh, highly aggressive and sexual so I'll be interested to hear about that but yeah. it is interesting <laughs> now we can pr- we can go through all of these kind of photos from those like paparazzi moments and all of this stuff and like place the actual stories or whatever is presented to be the story but yeah it's weird like even though the free Britney movement and she is free from the conservatorship you still wonder how free she truly is it and is. if this is her yeah. true story and at the end of the day, is she prepared for all of us to be commenting, liking, supporting, disliking, coming out against? All of the stuff that gets rumbled and brought up with this, I just hope she's strong enough for all of this.
0: Yeah. I went. I just had a girl's trip for the Lala show, and one of the girls was saying, like, do you think that, like, Britney is Britney? Like, it just doesn't seem, like, you know, all those, like, conspiracy theories. And I think people just truly don't understand how fucked up you get mentally when you're being drugged that long like i have a cousin that overdosed on medication and will never be the same again from one overdose and she was in a coma for like a week never again will she be the same and it's like the mind of a child and it's so sad and i i just really think people do not understand how fucked up you can get so like i don't like all the conspiracies that are like oh is she really Brittany? Yeah. I'm not into that, you know?
1: Well, imagine having all of that in, you know,
0: uh, for 13 years. Like.
1: Yeah. And millions and millions of us involved in it like you know if we go through yeah. a mental health crisis it can be very personal for us and we're able mm-hmm. to kind of control that narrative or even kind of just hide away and with britney we've always been wondering digging you know good and bad like people have helped with the free britney movement in some ways to get the conservatorship ended but it, there's so many questions and i just uh i get nervous when there's a big publicity blitz around this one person that we've yeah. now had in our lives for decades, but pop culture lovers, we feel this ownership with the people that we love and that can be a two, a double-edged sword.
0: Yeah. I agree. And like, um, the, there's just too many weird things that have happened around, like even with the wedding and Sam and like all of that happening at the same time, it's just too much weirdness that
1: makes me like scared for her, you know? Um, No, I totally agree. And uh, speaking of books, and uh, one that I don't really want to read or listen to is Jada Pinkett Smith's book Worthy that came out this past week. Will Smith uh, popped up at a Baltimore book event with Jada and gave this whole speech about like, this has been our relationship has kind of been this public experiment. And I'm like, yo you aren't a scientist. Stop doing experiments and letting us in on it. Like we don't like experiment on your own time. Like I, I mean, I know way too much about this relationship and everything I learn. I dislike more and more. What is your take on hearing all of this stuff?
0: No one annoys me more than her. And I'm a girl's girl. And I wish that I loved her, but I feel like Will Smith's reputation will never be the same or his, did I say reputation or relationship? I don't know no reputation.
1: Saying. You said reputation.
0: It will never be the same. Like this is one of the most talented actors of our generation. He is a laughingstock. And I think there's there's such value in sharing things that other people might be going through to help them when you have a platform. No one's going through the things that she's sharing. No one's going, you're not helping anyone. By sharing these things, you're just embarrassing yourself. And you're the father of your children. If he's not your husband, which technically they're still married, but it's just, it's so odd. And like, it all started with the whole red table talk with her and what's his face that her son's friend, what was his name? Yeah. I feel like it started there and it has not stopped since. And the Oscars now is like a mind blowing situation to me. That, but also kind of makes more sense knowing that like, oh. he was trying to almost like get her back. Maybe, I don't know.
1: It's it's completely. Situation. It's but Will Smith refuses. He's like, we aren't getting a divorce. I'm like. God, like, nobody's daring you to, like, stay with her. Why or why? Yes. I don't understand. Like, the divorces happen all the time, unfortunately. You are not doing anything for yourself, for her, for your family, for any of us by staying with her. There is no prize at the end of this. Will Smith has already been divorced once. And we, you know, like, we saw his ex on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills for, like, a yeah. brief couple of episodes. Like, there is no prize for staying in a miserable situation. And the thing is, they're married. Like, what is this? Like why reveal all of this personal information? What to, to sell books, to make a dime. Like you have enough money. Like there is no money needed in that family. So why are you doing it? There is, there seems to be narcissistic tendencies there of why do you need us to know all this? Do you want to be celebrated for being this honest when I don't even know what to, you know, like there's nothing that I hear this and go, this is inspiring.
0: I love pop culture so much. And anytime a celebrity is like spilling tea or sharing things, it, I love it. I'm like, give it all to me. I will eat it up. With them, I never want to hear another thing. I don't, I want to challenge them to more privacy. I would like to hear less. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I will not be reading this book. I will not be to the podcast <laughs> if, if there is one. Or the audiobook or whatever. Yeah, I'm like so over it with
1: them. Well, all the, and and next time I see a Will Smith movie, all I'm going to think about is this like poor guy getting cucked by Jada Pinkett smith again and again and again and he keeps coming back for more thinking it's like this noble thing to do and by the way Will Smith probably you know has had his affairs all of this stuff he's probably his hands are probably dirty too I just don't know why I know all this stuff I don't know why I want I I know about why like and then this weekend it comes out that Meryl Streep and her long-term husband Don Gummer they've been separated for like six years and you know what's great Good. I don't know dick about this. There was like a blind item in Moines. It finally got announced. But like I'm Meryl Streep. If you're listening, thank you so much for not fucking saying a thing about this. You know what? I don't even know. I didn't even know your husband's name until this weekend. And I do not care to know more. I, I wish you well. I'm so sorry. Hopefully you both will find love again. I don't care. I'm so happy. Meryl. Can you imagine Meryl Streep writing a book about this?
0: No. I can't even I can't even imagine her married. I was shocked. <laughs> I, just can't now. I was shocked. how wild that they both were secretly separated for six years. Like what what happened? What's the year?
1: magic? No, I know that's I just thought it was so funny, all of these relationships, which by the way, relationships are weird. We go like ups and downs and ins and outs, and I get that. I just think the difference is you know, like writing the book and, you know, this mystery. And even with the Chris Rock slap, all of these interviews during the time, you could have brought up that you're separated from your wife. And it was a very weird environment that supercharged that moment.
0: Yeah. And I think too, with A-list celebrities, there's almost like an alert to them being so private. It makes you want to know more and it makes you want to read them all to see if there's any blind items. But when they come out and they like start talking about it, it's kind of like, Ew, like, don't be, don't act like a peasant, don't act like a reality <laughs> TV star. Like, keep it private. Like, Lupita Nyonga, she, yeah, her comes guy, something I heard. She was like, We broke up, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, Girl, like, didn't need to post that. No, like, that I was another have, thing. I, let Jumwa L- do it, you know? But
1: that was enough. Lupita Nyonga, an amazing actor, yeah. obviously. I have never followed her relationship. Did not know she was in a long-term relationship. Never thought about it. Don't care about it. And then I read this huge thing, which was beautifully written. But I was like, "Who is this for?" I mean, are, are is there millions of us going like, "No, Lupita. Oh, if you can't well, make I it, think, how do any of us make it?" I think she
0: had to post that because she she knew pictures were going to come out of her and John Pacey
1: Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. yeah, at that yeah, uh, so. they were at feel a feel Janelle to, Monet concert.
0: Yeah, but in, like, he has a type, and it's hot-ass women. I'm like, this guy <laughs> is just pulling them. Like, that is crazy, but also uh, so sad about him and Joey. Like, that devastated me.
1: Yeah, I mean, Jodie Turner-Smith, obviously, we've talked about that on the show uh, before. They're getting a divorce, and I think she pulled the trigger on that uh, based on, you know, but, but also based on their relationship. They didn't, you know, obviously she wasn't in love and he went like, good, get yours. Like, do what makes you happy, but the fuck, if I fucking see a Jodie Turner-Smith book all about that relationship, Seriously. I would probably not be listening to it. It's just, no. that's the furious, is that we need, we, de- we need less restrictions with government, but more restrictions in celebrity culture, because because yeah. I do not know what Jada Pinkett Smith was thinking. It's always this shit from red table talk to this. Go back to acting. Go back to like, what is, what you, like SAG, get your strike done. So Jada Pinkett Smith can go back to work for the love of God.
0: No, seriously, if if SAG has any like motivation to reach a deal, it's so that Jada Pinkett Smith will <laughs> shut the fuck up yeah. and get back to work.
1: By the way, that I would can't. be great. The, the producers and the SAG, they all, they're like, listen, We've just got to get this done. We can't take much more. This was a this was a negotiating tactic from SAG. Jade is going to keep revealing secrets yes. if you guys don't make a deal. Will's like, um, we'll okay.
0: we'll like please,
1: please, <laughs> please,
0: please, I will when, do anything.
1: God, Will, you could be so happy. You both could be so happy. You both could be so happy. You do not need each other. You can always still see each other for holidays with the kids. You can even be best friends. You don't need each other. Just trust me. Um, Well, this hour has gone way too fast. We barely got to anything, but it was one of my favorite conversations, as always. Uh, What are you looking forward to this week? What do we need to know about what you got coming up?
0: Nothing
1: nothing all right well listen the garcia diaries (laughs) and then go subscribe rate the podcast five stars her and her dude every uh every friday garcia diaries unfiltered hopefully we'll be hearing monica on your show soon and uh i uh i always love talking to you so thank you so much for doing this
0: thanks thanks for having me
1: so bad it's good is a betches media production the show is hosted and produced by me, Ryan Bailey, with Meditza Lopez and Sandra Fryer. Additional support provided by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Steinberg. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Video promotion by Laura Valencia. Be sure to send us your emails at SoBadItsGoodWithRyanBailey at gmail.com and follow the show at SoBadItsGoodWithRyanBailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash SoBadItsGood. Stay bad, baddies. batches